myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back, True Withers Show with True Withers. I'm your host, True Withers. Happy Friday to everyone. Before we even get started, thumbs up on the YouTube, please. Five-star review, wherever you're hearing us. Subscribe in the chat. I asked the chat what jersey they thought I'd be wearing, and I wish I hadn't asked the chat what jersey I thought they, uh, they thought I'd be wearing. We got a packed house, though. Scoob's in the house. Oh, Jim, hold on. Uh oh, maybe I, we don't. I got go, don't, Ghost Jim right now. There, we're good now. We're good now. Okay, I was gonna say, I, uh, we had Jam the spirit for a second. The Packard. spirit of Jam Packer uh -oh. was here. Of Jam Packer. How we feeling, school? Ah, we're feeling all right. We're middle of the road today. Oh no! Why? I'm why that? Ah, we just are. We just are. I don't have any reasoning today. I just woke up Listen. feeling middle of the road. I got speaking of mid, I gotta ask you about this. Was it your uncle that bought that mid you posted? Who bought that? No, what was that about? That was my dad. And oh man, I I had to text someone else to oh, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was when I saw it, I was like, I can't believe you spent money on this. Like it's can bad. you show can you show uh I, I, picture? I'll show the little the little tidbit picture that I posted. Yes. I thought it was a picture like uh like if somebody just zoomed in real close on the Grinch, that's what I thought this looked like. Look, oh my lord! Oh, spoiler tag. Yeah, get it. Look, get a good look at that jam. It's not. That's brown. That's not even green. It's what? it's unidentifiable. I mean, it's just it's egregious that I. It's egregious. I, the phrase, the this phrase now. dirt weed comes to mind when uh, looking at that. Oh, he paid for it. All right. Yeah. Not with, like cash, like cash money. With what sort of with Milwaukee some... swindler uh, got away with this? Uh, with ruse someone's money was spent on that, and it could be someone on camera right now who burning up hell inside. Um, but yeah, hey, you know, we're here. We're here. I'm here. Did uh, did you partake in the the Grinch wheat? Oh, it's terrible. It it's terrible. It's it's just like a, a headache. It, it doesn't even get you stoned. It's just like it hurts your head and you think you're stoned. I feel like, that, I feel like that's what Willie Nelson smokes like. I got the gas, brother. It's like Willie, man. This is this was probably hitting in 1974. <laughs> awful, um, awful. And the, geez, the worst part is he was like he was like he was like, oh, this guy don't don't even smoke. And I was like, well, that's don't even, yeah, clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly, 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 he doesn't. He clearly he said us some gas. No, how you know? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> how would a guy that doesn't smoke know what's good or not? That's what floors me. You know, I'm, no, I'm just... it's, no, it's it's green, bro. Trust me, nah, bro. You can set it on fire for sure, like man, for sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> Tough scene. Jam's in the house. How we feeling, Jam? Doing well. Glad I didn't, uh, and no one associated with me got duped into buying that, but I'm also shocked to see you in a Patriots jersey. Listen, I had to break out the legend Vince Wilfork, but this is not a Vince Wilfork jersey. That's what makes it rare. Whoa. This is not a Vince. I mean, I, listen, I know it, it's 75. It's New England Patriots. 
It's got the little sharp chin buddy on it. It looks the part, but this is not a Vince Wilfork jersey. And by the end of today's show, I promise to reveal why this is not. No, that's the thing, Ace. It's not. This could be confused as a Vince Wilfork jersey. <laughs> AJ wants to start. I'll tell it. I'll tell it in time. Um, is it going to be like a custom name on the back? It's going to be like your name. It's going to say your name <laughs> on the back. Real? Yeah, Whiskers. Um, people forget when you were on the practice squad that one season. That's what I'm saying. So what if it just has uh, Tyler on the back? Who just has Tyler on the back? <laughs> Who is, Tyler. I don't it's a, it's a true, it's called a little T. Um, but y'all know I can't hold water, man. I might. I might show y'all like after after the first break. I show you after the first break. I won't make you wait the whole time. But after the first break, benevolent. That's benevolent of you. I do what that, I can, school. That's just because he can't hold back. It's not. It's not any. I can't help myself. Whatsoever. He just wants to reveal the secret. It's more fun that way. I don't know, man. I was gonna. The plan was. I was like, I reveal it at like two fifty. Ten minutes, but I was like, I don't know if that's enough time for people to process the name. This. The name, nobody's going to guess the name that's on the back of this. Wow. So that's so, really obscure. It's, I'm, Ronald I'm Reagan. It's a Ronald Reagan <laughs> Patriots. Hey, 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 mum's the word. I told you, hey, second hour, second hour, Jam. Don't step on the show. Um, Scoop, we just got to convince him to turn around and like play with yeah, something. <laughs> I think there's something behind you on the board. I don't think it's spelled good. There's nothing behind me. Um, what do we got going on today? I see the, the, the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, we got has a, been one. Got a wrap overtime. Yeah, went to overtime. Uh, Connor McDavid scored the winning goal. Of course he did. You know <laughs> that guy's a goals machine. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of sad. Uh, Flames were my pick to win it all. Uh, but hey, you know the best player in the world is on the other team. So that's some, listen. They won in five. Didn't get swept. Mm-hmm. Jay Woodcroft. That's not. That's not a real coach. Woodcroft. But yeah, one goal away. Yes, yeah, so they they bumped up a, a nasty man, Evander Kane, to the top line, and they said that provided the spark. So I bet it is did. This a, a series record for number of goals. I'm just looking at the the box score here. It's a that's not what it's I thought. High numbers. He was yeah. Playoff hockey is always always like two one, and we were playing for eight overtimes. Yes, yeah, so this Juice one pop. had like a, a shitload of goals. I don't even like. Um, let's pull it up. Boom, there it is. I mean, look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, five. We're looking at nine to six loss, five to three win, four to one win, five to three win, five to four win. So you lose the first game, but it's like, I mean, we scored six. Mm-hmm. They we might score six again. They won't score nine again, and they barely scored nine the rest of the series. So the Oilers are on to. Western Conference Finals? Yeah, Western... Uh, yes, Western Conference Finals. They'll play whoever wins the Blues or the Avalanche. Um, which That's tonight. That, yep, that's tonight, and it's 3-2 to two the series. is. So, uh, so is every... How, how many teams are set in the Conference Finals? Um, just the Lightning and um, the Oilers. Just Lightning and Oilers. So the, the Canes and Hurricanes have to finish up. Uh, the Canes are up 3-2 there. So... We'll see. About to get some endings, it looks like. So we got one game tonight or two? Just one. Just one. Just one. Jam, who's winning tonight? Avalanche or Blues? Uh, Jamie Melrose. 
my avalanche are going to take it home. I mean, they shouldn't have uh, given up game five. Uh, nope. They've been the best team in the league this entire year. And I think they're Since January uh, 1st, the, the, the on ice, off ice splits. Harrowing. They're 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 Corsi is uh, ridiculous. I know that's a stat. I don't know what it means, but people say it. But have you seen the Corsi plus, though? That's where oh, I think that's yeah. what that, I think not, that's, where, that's new, new wave school, analytics. Uh, Corsi plus is what separates the playoff grades. No school. Uh, yes, yes, I believe the they they've got the Corsi slash rate. That's also that also gets involved. Yes, yes. and their puck luck, their puck luck's out of this world. Puck luck's key, and they got well, uh, that's, cycle that's what's hurting the Blues right now. Mm-hmm. Low Pabbit pucks uh, average on pucks in play. It's just it's really bad luck. What can you do? Uh, what else do we have? Oh yeah, the Warriors are going back to the finals. Who could have seen this coming? Yeah, another uh what was yeah, it was kind of like a blowout. It got close at the end, but it wasn't really close. Yeah, I think it was like third quarter. Yeah. It got a little I think they cut it to single digits, maybe. Um yeah, and then they tied the four. So it closer than the score would indicate. Though the like the Mavs didn't roll over anything. They just lost to the better team. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Luca, 10 of 28. But it's like, what? Uh, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. He's supposed to be in better shape and not completely fold in the uh, fifth game and then not go down 3 um, 0. That was hypothetical, Jam. Hypothetical. Um, he had a rough first is, half, two for 12. I mean, he, I got to be in great shape to pass it to uh, Jalen Brunson. No, you got to be in great shape to not pass it, Jalen Brunson, and do it all by yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'd, r- I'd rather I'd rather have a few beers and take it on by myself if we're keeping it a buck. Jam, uh, Jam's sitting on a mountaintop, and on the seats next to him is uh, like five Defensive Player of the Year candidates, and he's like, "Oh, right. you got to do it all yourself." <laughs> yeah, isn't that right, Marcus, Grant, Robert, <laughs> Al, Jalen, Jay? <laughs> isn't that all by our own bootstraps? Um. Yeah, the, the the man. I mean, they don't have anything to hang their head about. This is just. I will say, I've seen this story literally last year. Hawks made it to the conference final, unexpected, lost to. I mean, the eventual champ Warriors definitely could win it. Can't rest on your laurels. Do not do not rest on your laurels. Can't be like, well, you know, we'll get a full year of. Bretons and Dinwiddie and all that. Mm-mm. Whatever shake you gonna make, go and shake it up. Go and shake it up. If that means, I don't know, trading Luca to the Hawks for Kevin Herter. <laughs> yeah, it's one of don't the be, options. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm just put, I'm reporting what I've heard. I'm reporting what I've heard. Um, How much do the Luka. Knicks pay Jalen Brunson? Is it the full max? All of it. Mm-hmm. All of it. He didn't have a not a good game here, but on the whole, like made himself a lot of money to the point where like an offer low enough, I think Dallas has to match immediately, but he's unrestricted. So he didn't have to, they don't have to power to match, but the Knicks can't, they can't come in with a low offer. Cause I feel like if you come in with a low offer, low enough for the Mavs to get close, he'll just stay. If he's going to go to the Knicks, it's going to have to be, I need four for one twenty or, I can't remember what his max is. Can we see it? What, what's uh, what's Jalen Brunson's max? I know we looked it up, but 
I can't remember. It's a lot. I, I think it's four the, years and a lot. Uh, max contract, uh, contract options. Four years, one hundred thirty million. Okay, so Ooh, four, it's I, a little steep. It's Knicks a probably lot. To, <laughs> Knicks probably have to offer him that, but uh, that's what I'm saying. The Knicks yeah. They can't. It can't low bubble. Like, would you do four for one hundred five? No, the man. Like he's. I'll just stay in Dallas for that. I'm going to New York. I need all the money. And at that point, if you're the Mavericks, do you want to pay four for 130 for Jalen Brunson? They declined to offer him, it says right there, before the year, declined to offer him four for 55. And now he might get more than double that. So salute to Jalen Brunson and his agent. I think the Mavs, they got to do like what the Bucks did. You know, they traded all their picks for Drew. They have to do that for someone. They got to trade all their picks for someone to go next to Luca. What if I told you, Scoob, they traded, uh, not all of them, but a good number of their picks for a tall Latvian gentleman from the New York Knicks? I was going to say, yeah, they don't they don't have much. So I don't know how many, I don't know how many picks they, they did the Porzingis. Now, that was a couple. They may have those picks back. Yeah, pull that up if you can, because they may they may be back, replenished. Mavericks picks. My that was, my stomach just started hurting really badly when you said that. Yeah. So again, that's the that's the move in theory, but you got to get the right guy or else you. Now they got so they've they got this year's twenty. Okay, so they have this year twenty twenty threes is out, but I, okay, I think I think it was twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three. So they're just one pick out. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. That's not too. So they bad. got. They got to trade like three. So then they could trade the twenty twenty five pick, or twenty twenty two, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty six. If they like, but to get who like and pick swap. Well, the I don't know how they would do it money wise. I think Levine or Bradley Beal makes a lot of sense there. Just a, another creator to where Luca just doesn't have to do it. Like can legit have another all star talent. I know they have. Give me the Mavs roster uh, salary cap if you can, school. Because I know, like Tim Hardaway Jr. just didn't play, and I don't. He could be the salary if you're willing to put two, three picks, pick swap or two. Let's see, let's see. We're looking at the Mavs salary cap. Yeah, Hardaway Jr.'s got 19 set next, 19 next year, 17, 16. So that's kind of your salary. Bretons, plenty salary there. You got some picks, some pick swaps. You could get where's where's Roby at? Roby probably still uh closing down the bar after last night's loss, but that Bertans contract is so nasty. Sixteen this year, sixteen next year, seventeen the year after that. And then the year after that, school it's sixteen more than things. And he's gonna be what, thirty-four then? Thirty-three? Ish. He he's, he's gonna be like the twelfth highest paid quarterback in the league. Um, Man, hey, but at least like they got 34. they got his bird rights at least. That's cool. Yeah, see that, yeah, that Dorian Finney-Smith contract. They locked that in at a low number. That looks pretty good right now. They did, they offered. I think it was the same four for fifty five. They offered it to Dorian Finney-Smith. He took it. They did not offer it to Jalen Brunt. He wouldn't have taken it. But it sounds like they didn't offer it. And it's one of those man timings. Like, cause if they had those two guys locked in four for fifty-five, now you can get interesting. But at, I mean, as of right now, let's see, Bullock's there. Where's Bullock? Ten million next year, ten the year after that. That's not bad. Kleber's in next year. He's a solid piece. 
Dwight Powell some salary they could do something with. But D Money makes a good point. He's like, they've got, they can make the splashy trade, but should they? Like, I agree that they can't stand Pat like the Hawks. The Hawks stood Pat like, yeah, our young, every one of our young guys would just get progressively better. And it didn't work like that. So they do have to do something, but they, they absolutely have to because the the Clippers are going to be back next year, the Nuggets are going to be back next year, the Lakers will probably be better next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was with the first two. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're uh, going to be, you know, yeah, they might lose 47 four. games they, this year. They, yeah. they make the play-in game, but because like their core of like the their, the five guys they played with. It's pretty much, uh, I guess, depends what they do on Brunson, but you still have Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, Bullock, Kleber, all on reasonable deals. They can clear out the other kind of the Bertans, the Hardaway Jr., give up some picks to get in like a, a solid starter in there. They're just going to be so much more dangerous. Well, and that's what I, like a splashy move, like if they could legit turn, I don't even know, like just Bertans and one pick into like just a plus player. And then it's like, okay, maybe we do, we get a healthy Hardaway, who again, he's not an all star, but like they didn't trade him away; he got hurt. Like if you just add him, and he's another wing guy. That helps. The Cleaver's du- fine. I think the Dwight Powell they can definitely upgrade there. Maybe maybe Clint Capella scoop. Maybe uh, Clint, I heard Clint Capella got a house a house in Dallas. What about uh, DeAndre Ayton? Hmm. Ooh, see, that's one. I mean, if they're willing, that would be the, the splashy move. Like, if they're willing to push all their assets in. I don't know what it would look like for them to, like, sign and trade some stuff to Chicago for Levine or to Washington for Bill. In terms of, like, hey, if you might lose that guy anyway, you don't want to take for time. Yeah, those, but it helps those contracts get, like, are so two, bad. Well, they like stink, that. but it's, if you get maybe two picks with it, you know what I'm saying? So, You think the Wizards are really going to take back that Bertans contract? With some picks? I don't know. They, 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 they felt so good when they were able to get him at the door that I'm sure they... Uh, they, also decided, they also decided to trade for Kristaps Porzingis. Are we thinking the Wizards are just making good decisions now? No, we are not. I think so. What about yeah. um, Andrew Wiggins, the Luca stopper? If you get him on the Mavericks, he can't stop Luca. That look, this was the um, <laughs> so when Philly got Al Horford. He said, like, "Aha, we've got the Giannis stoppers." And Giannis said, "No, you do not." Um, Wiggins, well, no, he, he just continued to be a Joel Embiid stopper when he got to Philly. Mm, that's nasty. He was second in MVP voting. I'll have you know, Jam. Joel, uh, Joel Embiid, the very same. He is the MVP. On, he wasn't even on first team All NBA. I don't see how he could be an MVP. Oh, oh brother, um, Jam Bond temps over here. Go bear to da- go bear to Dallas is interesting. Go bear to like not even kidding. Capella's interesting. Like he would just do the Dwight Powell stuff better than Dwight Powell. Go so bear. They can- Go bear is like you have okay, you have your defense settled, and then with Luca alone, you have your offense settled. It's like pretty interesting. What's I'm saying? If you just go, yeah, go bear Luca, and then just your versions of Bullock, Finney Smith, just kind of three and D wings in the middle, and another guy. Yeah, (laughs) doesn't even matter who it is. It doesn't. And then again, if you could keep Kleber, like yeah, okay, if they're getting small, we know we can go to Kleber as a big for stretches. Don't have to be the whole game. 
but for stretches, we know we can survive that way. And Kleber can probably play some four next to, like, I feel like. Well, I was going to say, if you got a backline guy like Gobert, it does open up some options. Like, maybe you can get away with, because Kleber's not a bad defender. And he's never had that kind of, you know, rim protection behind him. See, Greg feels me. Capella to Dallas. So, Capella for Luka. Capella in the first for Luka. Uh, It feels weird. Like, the Hawks keep on coming up in these trade talks. I just don't know how, how they get in there. Uh, you say how they like, I just don't know how they keep, like, yeah, how they keep on ending up in our, our discussion. It seems like there's oh, just constant need to try to get bad players off the Hawks. It feels like uh, they're well, biased <laughs> keeping in. Oh, uh, well, listen, just one, just Capella, but the GM and I think the owner, I think it was the owner like multiple times has said this offseason. It's like, yeah, what we did last year wasn't enough, there will be shakeups. So it's a thing like there. I don't know who goes, but. Like, Gobert, as wild as it is, Gobert to Atlanta makes some sense, too, I think, if you can keep Okongwu for that Kleber reason. It's like, okay, when teams do go smaller, we'll have another option. Like, so it just won't be, oh, Rudy's out on an island out there. Kingdom's out on an island possible at eight and on the mass. I don't think it, – it'd take a whole – the Suns would just have to want all that Mavs stuff. And I don't know if they want that Mavs. Well, they might not want Aiden, so they might just doesn't yeah, even have but to be a trade. Uh, if, they, if they if the Mavs just make them a full max and they just don't match, yeah. But they even if you don't match, you can't like not match for nothing. Even if you match it and trade them in like six months, like D'Angelo Russell, like it's what the Warriors did. Durant was just going. Durant was going to Brooklyn regardless, and then by the time they worked out a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell, he got like thirty million. Gave him the money held him for a year and it's like what's gonna happen who knows minnesota came up desperate so you never know minnesota came up desperate and now you get wiggins you get kuminga so we gotta i mean we gotta find out who ayton's friends are like we find out ayton and and bradley bill bradley bill's like i I need some deandre ayton in washington so Max is a great defense. Yeah, like Max, he's good. Like I would keep, he would not be one of the trade chips if I could help it. I would like to keep him. Uh, Pickles said take a third team. Now, also the Hawks have a number of like player. Oh, good thinking. We're we're in the followers. We're going to the mud. Who who is he friends with? Kai Jones for the Hornets. Okay. Uh, who is this Aiden? Yeah. Said, we're looking Ooh, at we're Jason in the Aiden following Joe. Oh. Interest you in some Jason Tatum? Um, Jason Tatum. DeAndre yes. Aiden Jackson. He follows Luca. Interesting. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Trey? Is Trey there? Jaron Jackson. RJ RJ Barrett. Laurie Markkanen. Big fan. Ronnie of- 2K. Uh. Sharif O'Neal was the first person he followed. Shaq's son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. Josh Green. The third risky said, what if Aiden doesn't have friends that's listen you get some friends after a while once you be in Phoenix and you get mad at everybody uh you find some friends somewhere don't have to be real friends oh Mikhail Bridges Ooh, do we think he stays with the Suns uh Ooh. I mean he only follows <laughs> Cameron Payne hmm. oh does he have the Suns? does he mention the Suns in his bio because that's like a pretty Ooh, uh, yes fact. yes but I'll say that we know for sure he was still following the Suns yes he was if we still check following in at any Suns. point and he's not following the sun. Doesn't happen mm. in the bio, though. 
There's Puma hoops in the bio. Hey, they're the the, the primary uh, employer. Interesting, but yeah. Also, the Hawks. Give me the Hawks salary cap if you can, school. Uh, get back yeah. to the, the teams that are actually playing ball. But the what Hawks about, just have a, a lot of tradable salaries. What about like John in, Collins and Danilo Gallinari for Rudy Gobert? I could see something along those lines. Um, like again, I, I feel the same with Collins. Like Collins is at, I think his deal was like five for one thirty, five for one twenty-five, maybe. And it's like, man, that sounds like a lot. But it's like, yeah, yeah but you can trade that. Like, can you, you can trade do the same it? thing for Aiton either? Like, to put, yeah. that feels like that and some like two picks. You could do it for Aiton or Gobert. I could see that. So I would, yeah, I wouldn't rule out Collins. Like we're looking here at the Hawks. They've got one Collins, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Capella. Hunt, well, Hunter's coming up for a deal, but Herder coming up. That's five guys, six guys that make at least like $14 million. And they've got all their own picks. And most of the trade chips, like Gallinari aside, are young, like young enough to be considered moderate assets. So they could make some some moves. Uh, I'm hearing LeBron has a house in Atlanta. Ah. I, I mean, I don't... I think it's more likely you guys get like Russell Westbrook. Hey, is he coming with some picks? If he's coming with some Lakers picks, I'll I don't take know. Russell Westbrook. I'll take some Russell Westbrook, but you're just not gonna uh, trade me. Chat was uh, saying. <clears throat> Chat was saying he requested a trade. Uh, Russ did. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> I bet he did. Did you see? I think there was a report recently that's like the entire league has said. You better give us a first round pick if you want us to take on Russ. And Rob Polinko is like, oh, buddy, we're not doing that. You know, like a dummy. Should they? You got, like, what? You got to do something. Like, what is a first round pick going to help LeBron in his final probably five yeah, seasons? I, I was going to say, you're, you're in on the LeBron business. And I know it's not like trading picks down the road, but you cannot. Like, I think they, because the season technically ended, they just got back, I think, like 27 and they're 28. I think they have two picks to trade now, I believe. And so it's like, are you going to use one of those to trade Westbrook? And I kind of think you have to. Like, for something like four years, we're looking at 26, 27. That's a long way down the road. And again, it could be, you don't know what's going to happen. LeBron probably will not be a Laker. Who knows what will happen with Anthony Davis? Who knows? But as of right now, Westbrook is actively hurting your championship chances. So if you can turn that and a pick again might be gold. You never know, but if you can turn that into like just one or two solid players, maybe three, just because he makes so much money. Yeah, let's look at the late. I think they have access to like two picks to trade now. Let's see. Here we go. There, twenty twenty two. Yeah, that one's gone to New Orleans. Twenty twenty three. Pelicans have swap rights, um, so they'll have a pick. It'll just be the worst of the pet, but they'll have a pick for next year. 2024 owned by the Pelicans. 2025 rights to this pick. Oh, so the Pelicans will have 2024 or 2025. Got them yeah. over a damn barrel. So if they, if they don't want 2024, they can say, give us 2025. Yeah, yeah, like if they're better than they think in 2024, it's like, well, wait, you won't do that again. And then so they've got 2026, they own their own. Yeah, they have the rest. 2020. Okay, so the rest they own. Now I know 2029 and 30, they can't trade those yet. I think you can only trade. Do you know, Jam? Is it five or six years in the future? Five or six, yeah. So like yeah, now so... 
Table trade twenty twenty eight. I think that's why I think they just got access to like twenty seven and twenty eight. And see, Devin said they need a ball handler, not getting one good enough in a rush trade, bro. They need any like. If they could just, they would do the Wizards trade in reverse in a heartbeat if they could. Like, they just need competent bodies. A ball, they'll find another ball handler, man. They need one that is not like the non shooting threat and the non defense threat. I'm of the belief that if you have a pick that will have a different president when you're picking, (laughs) you're okay (laughs) trading that if you have to. Might have two, like right. Um, I think that's for, like again the point of being in the LeBron. Like once you sign on with the LeBron James business, this is what you're signing up for. You're not signing up to well. We have to keep our cap flexibility in 2028. We have to keep our picks tight. No, you're in the LeBron and AD business right now. So yeah, it's gonna suck to trade it. But if they would trade, I think the the rumor going during the season was to the Knicks for, I think it was Fournier, Burks, and Kimba added up maybe to the money. And I'll say this, if I'm the Lake, if I'm throwing in the first, I want somebody not Kimba. Like, I, I just, I need three playable players, respectfully. Kimba's not the ball handler. Well, Kimba's, uh, Kimba's up because he only signed a one-year deal with the Knicks, so that it, wouldn't. Oh, I thought he signed a two. I thought it was just a one-year eight, eight mil, but I guess we can check. Yeah, pull that. I th- see, I thought it was maybe it was maybe an option, maybe. Oh no, it was a two-year deal. Two, yeah, two years. So they're not good for Kimba's agent. Good for Kimba. Salute. So yeah, I, I would need. I don't know who would have to Derek Rose or something. Like I would just need another playable player the only workable solution right now is for the lakers to trade russ back to the thunder and so presti can keep hoarding picks russ can actually go to a place where someone likes him uh and then they just don't play him it'd be uh, like they did with i'm just playing the home games yeah just playing home games although don't I travel don't... russ there's no need yeah like we, we we're still you just you you we announce your last like it's gonna have to be. Do the Thunder have enough? Set? Like the Thunder, it's just it's like everybody makes. Everybody would have four dollars. Wildly overpay some free agents to sign them just to trade for uh, trade to Russ. Shea for Russ, interesting, interesting. Um, now I guess favor. Well, he's on a one year. Yeah, they don't make enough money. <laughs> yeah, they don't have anyone. They, 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 like Jim said, they'd have to sign people just to trade for him. Though I will, I like draft night. It's. Cap hits and stuff are different. Like sometimes teams can just absorb if you have enough money, and they might just have enough money to absorb it. But for a pick, yeah, I, if Russell, if he coming back with a pick, you send him back. I don't even know because you like we're not giving you any of the good guys. Like you're not getting Dort or Giddy or Chet. Who's a, what's this we're looking at now? This is. You can there's a sign free agent button, so we could theoretically sign oh. free agents and trade them for us. Oh, they're clowning now. Interesting. Uh but you gotta match what's go up, what's Russ's salary? Is it forty seven? Forty seven. So you gotta get close you gotta probably come up with like forty a salary. Yeah, and they have 
Um, Derek Favors we could trade, so like 30 maybe, Jeez. I guess. Um, Hinkleman says his Russ contract. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Russ's contract is finally expiring. So whoever trades for I mean, in theory, you could trade for him and buy him out. If he's willing to go for a trade for him, or I mean, you could trade for him and waive him. He he wouldn't really have a say. You're paying for it anyway. You already got the pick. It's only one year. Just as long as you don't stretch it, just take the kit, uh, cap hit for one year. I would trade for him if I'm the Thunder, and just tell you, you just play home games, Russ. You play home games. You play like 25 minutes a game. We just we want you fresh. And it's just the Russell Westbrook show. And then next year, we find, like, that's when it's like, okay, we're ready to try to win now. I remember Jonathan Wall. I, why you say that, Nisus? Why you make me say it like that, man? I have the deal. I have the deal for the Lakers. Talk to me. The 20, their 2023 pick, a 2027 pick, Russell Westbrook, to the Trailblazers for Damian Lillard. The Blazers go full tank for uh, Victor and do a complete rebuild and just get as much draft capital as possible to be able to try and get as many chances at Victor as possible. Russell tanks. They're just like by plane, completely tanks them. By playing all 82. (laughs) By playing all 82. And they have a, a, did you see who their new assistant GM is? I did. I did. Friend of the show. Um... Wait, the trade did. Yeah, we got no, those. No, I, I, I didn't. Money back. I, I, no, I didn't put Russ in it. I forgot. Also, my picks didn't work out because the Stepien rule. But oh yeah, you can't. I, I think yeah, would you go pick and pick swap? That's how you get around that. Oh okay, so pick swap it then. Yeah, let's wait. Does does Russ and um, I think Dane, and... the salary didn't work. No, the no, salary was just. A, it was just a, yeah, the salary. Yeah, the works. salary. Oh, works. I got you. It was the twenty twenty three pick. It wouldn't let me trade it. Oh uh, okay, I got you. Um. I got you. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, because the Pelicans have the right to swap, so they can't trade uh, it. Oh, okay. So it'd have to be another non that pick. Yeah. So it'd so have to be the... 2025. Yeah, let, let the nerds figure out what the picks are going to be. Yeah, they, they the, figure out the, the framework of the deal works. Oh, oh, and then wait, they they would be missing 2024, so then they can't do that then. But it, the cash would work. That's all that matters. Well, the cash would work, and also it could be the thing where they just pick who they want and immediately trade them mm-hmm. so it's like hey we didn't trade our pick we we drafted Jaden ivy and immediately trade him so this yeah we're, we're, we're getting something uh we're getting close we're getting close uh i like yeah. that for both teams. you put uh, uh old dame with old lebron you have a new our old the space jam crew and i do just think they need to uh the trailblazers there's nothing the Trailblazers can do in this offseason to make them like contenders in the West. And so you don't think trading seven for Jeremy Grant gets them in the Western Conference final? It might get them in the Western Conference playing game as the seven seed. They might get to host that game. That's but... the grind, baby. That's exactly you. That's, you got Dame right where he wants. Lakers are so screwed. That's because they are a poverty franchise. It doesn't have to be this way. They choose to make it this way. Um. Lakers aren't making the. I don't. I mean, a healthy Dame, healthy AD, healthy LeBron is not nothing. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. Let's not. Let's not certainly, count that out. Healthy is horrible. Doing a lot. Would you say now? It's not a horrible team. Like I think that 
you put the ball in Dame's hands and he actually like passes it and is a competent shot maker and can actually space the floor. It might be, might be not bad. Rearranging deck. I think y'all are really selling short how much better Damian Lillard is going to be next year than Russell. (laughs) Respectfully. I know like Dame was hurt this year. I think there was a reason for his play. Maybe we find out Russ was hurt. I don't know if it was injury. The picks are, do not matter for next year's on-court product. So if you tell me they go from a typical last couple of years of Dame from Russ, feels like a win. And then, yeah, pull up the, that Mike Schmitz story, oh, yeah. and I promise we'll get back to the Warriors. Um, <laughs> we talk about everything, but friend of the program, uh, congratulations to Mike Schmitz. Portland Trailblazers uh, hired him. I, I asked Mike to come on the show. He was playing at Coy. I see why I said you sly dog. Um, but now salute, salute to Mike Schmitz. Uh, if you pull up the, I think it's a tweet I sent from uh, Ben Thrifty. Francis does like some NBA scouting stuff. The good thing about Mike Schmitz, I think one, he likes basketball, which uh, as we talk about in with the people that cover this sport, not always a guarantee. Likes basketball. Two, yeah, here we go. Perfect. Uh, I thought he said it, but said the best trait about Mike Schmitz has always been the level of respect he gave athletes. Never felt he was pandering to prospects for favor or clout, yet never felt he dismissed players as human beings. A true standard for public facing work dealing with different uh, different cultural backgrounds. And I think it like it shows. If you watch the sit downs he does with these guys, he's like he's not trying to gotcha these guys. He's legit trying to talk through their game, like strengths and weaknesses. I feel like he gives them a chance to show, like explain their weaknesses. And even when he talks and writes about them, it's in a it's in a positive sense, right? Like he's higher on the strengths than he is on highlighting the weaknesses. And I think in this industry, he can definitely get into over-highlighting the weaknesses. So, yeah, Austin's asking the questions. When I become GM of the Hawks, am I going to make Chad assistant GM? Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Leaving so if we can get it. All decisions to the poll. Yeah. I, should I trade Trey Young? <laughs> Sorry, Trey. Poll says 52% to no 45. He said that doesn't even add up to 100. I said enjoy Cleveland. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, but no, salute. I know I saw Portland. They got a new GM. I don't know his name, but this was his first move, which – I don't know. Smith and Javoni have just been doing this at a high level for years. Feels kind of like a long time coming. So, yeah, salute to him. Um, proud to be part of the Mike Schmidt GM tree. Can't wait to put that on my mention that in my interviews with with the Lakers. Uh, yeah, so salute. We're going to get you that NBA vote. It's it, I will. One step closer. One step. I will have a. I cannot wait to be as I. I just say, hey, sources close to the Portland Trailblazers. It was assistant GM Mike Schmitz say <laughs> that they're looking to trade Damian Lillard for Russell Westbrook and a couple picks. As first reported on the Drew Weather Show. Wow. Well, Schmitz, if we remember, is the biggest Victor guy that we've ever talked to. And that's. The- I think your trade makes some like just just in a, like hey man, we get y'all gave it the run with Dame. There was a chance they could have had like two lottery picks, didn't work out. Maybe you just pull the band aid off. 
Like, this is the guy worth trying to pull the Band-Aid off for. Like, let's all the way stink it up. I think Portland has, like, a fan base. Like, they, I think they, like, they, they, they fuck with the team. They get it. You know what I mean? They would, they would hate to see Dame go to another place, of course, but they don't want to see him here on a, a bad team. And that team there is just not good right now. So, And if you get Dame off that roster, it's like the perfect tanking roster. We saw it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, listen, they got absolutely rolled the second half this year. A thing I want, new GM, new assistant GM, because they kind of had like a whole new front office turnover. Do we think Chauncey Billups gets a second year? Not saying like should or shouldn't, but like, <laughs> did he do enough this year for like a new, a new regime to be like, no, we got like we know we've got our coach. Uh, I don't know. I think he's the perfect coach to stink it up and get the number one pick, and then you fire him when you draft yeah. Victor. I wouldn't perfect want perfect fall guy. Yeah, absolutely perfect fall guy. You I don't. Yeah, one more year in there. Roster. Hey, Chauncey, we gave you a chance, but we, yep. we've won 16 games this season. It's so. like Dane was healthy for 10. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't let him anywhere near whoever we draft after tanking. That's yeah. just me. <laughs> he's, he's not a good guy, apparently. So. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Um, that's why, again, I was kind of like with the way they're kind of resetting everything, like they fired the front office that hired him. And it seems like they are kind of resetting everything. So it's like, I Billups is he was uh Neil O'Shea's guy. Not this guy, but yeah, no, you have Billups coaching one more year. It's like, man, you couldn't get Keon Johnson, Josh Hart, and Yusuf Nurkic to 50 wins, man. We we gotta let you go. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in Victor and me. I don't know who whoever the, the hottest new coach prospect is. I saw Bimden said he doesn't know if Portland likes Russ very much. It's not about him for not, real. Yeah, it just like, is like it's not about him. It's not about he might not ever play a, a a snap for you, brother. It's about just pulling the band-aid off, getting some future capital. And I don't know what oh, no, I was gonna say they might have got a pick next year because they didn't from the Pelicans. It turned into a 2025 pick. So they'll have some future capital. And yeah, just play the victor. Roll the victor dice. Because I think. Of like the bottom five teams, because they all like stinkers landed in the bottom five. I think one, maybe Detroit. I think somebody's gonna take a jump to like moderate. Maybe OKC, may Orlando. Like if Isaac gets healthy and they hit the pick, so I can see Detroit and Orlando like not being terrible. Yeah, like we're bottom. Like Orlando, they stunk it up. And again, if they get Chet and Isaac back, if they do some, like sign and trade Bamba for something, if they get a full season of Fultz. A healthy season of Jalen Suggs. I could see them being like 11 seed bad, not 15 seed bad. Thunder, it's just when did Thunder, uh, the Thunder decide to play their players? I think that's when, whenever they want to be serious. Rock, I can see the Rockets stinking for like one more year. I think they'll be in the Kings want to win now. So the Kings would love, love, love to be the 10th seed. Pistons, again, they hit this pick. Another year of Cade, I could see them jumping up. The Pacers, we talked about it the other day. The Pacers just don't pick this low very often. They will, they don't figure to be back here. And they have the best coach in the league and offensive genius, yes. Carlisle. He's a genius. You, you said it all there. He's a genius. Uh, Portland, Portland's trying to win now until they decide to trade for Victor. New Orleans is trying to win now. So it, 
there's a path to yeah if you are willing to pull it off portland could just go just slide up a few slots how many if they're willing to pull the band-aid off how many teams do we think are gonna try to tank for victor next year all of them all of them (laughs) i like it's a thing where like in this draft you wanted to be in like the bottom three or four like the top worst three have the same odds so you wanted to be in the bottom three and the top four is really what they call it so you just kind of wanted to be around that mix if like we saw the same some of the teams kind of going toward the play-in i don't think we'll be going toward the play-in for victor like he's that level of prospect where it's like maybe we could get the 10 seed it's like or we go the other way and try to get the 14 seed like we need to get in that bottom four so and this is god forbid the king this is going to be the year the kings are like no we must get we must make the plan generational prospect we must make the plan kirk said who's victor oh baby just you wait just you wait he i think it's Fairly safe. He's going to be the number one pick in the 2023 NBA draft. And uh, no hyperbole. Like, he is who, like, Mike Schmitz and Javoni have said, like, the most, like, interested, most talented, like, prospect ever in terms of the skills that he has. Now, we're looking at him now. He's, I think he's 7'2", and weighs, like, 220. He's going to have to put on some weight. But he's basically a projects to be a lockdown big with perimeter skills like the what you would want he's going to be the number one pick so the rush to get him will be severe and again he's still got another year of i think he's he's 17 now we say no i think he's 19 now is he 19 yeah we'd be um oh he's 18 18 now 18 okay so so he'd be 19 for draft okay Mm -hmm. And he okay two twenty nine like last time I saw like every time I see the weight's going up yeah, yeah so so he's I think he's doing the work um no Austin heard he's mid <laughs> listen no, no, I'll come around <laughs> on him I, I I've already gave him that boy nice stamp of approval I was gonna say now yeah Scoob Scoob watched this tape like a true scout mm-hmm. um well, does he have that dog in him is the real question I don't know he, he was putting the you, fear of God in those French boys I mean. We, I, this I think he's got the dog in him because Gobert is already afraid of him. That's when I was in on him. When Gobert said, "If he's on the Olympic team, I won't be," that's when I said, "Oh, he's scared. Oh, that boy, nice." I said on the bus, looking out the window. That's so funny, though. Is it because he he knows he would start over him or something, or just like? I think it's not even that. I just think he would be the story. Oh, okay. He would be like it's just he'd come off the bench for sure, but the story wouldn't be. Oh, how great are the French starters? The story would be, look at the 17-year-old, you know what I'm saying? And Rudy said, no, blah, blah, blah. And he played on the, I think the under-19 team, dominated. He's dominating now. Again, two up to 230. So if he, if, if he just has another 10, 15 pounds by next year and weight just might not be projected to be a problem, then... He might be the official, uh, that boy, nice number one prospect. Yeah, I mean, if is he... there any like Euro or anything this like summer? Because wasn't there talks of Embiid switching uh... his country? I just like the idea of like Victor training with Embiid, just to piss Gobert off. Yeah, Embiid was gonna switch from yeah Cameroon to was it France? Yeah, he's switching to France. Yeah, France oh, is uh, the country man. that colonized Cameroon. So, 
what is oh man go bear is going to be like actually i'm south african uh my my on my great great grandmother's side uh victor's that boy it, like he the the comparisons are like rudy gobert with perimeter skills and not like perimeter skills like he can hit a three like perimeter skills in terms of he can like dribble coast to coast step back behind the back but also elite shot blocker so he projects to be that kind of prospect uh he said i love where the league is headed i'm telling you man because again in five ten years they won't all look like this but i, I said it when watching uh zaire williams from memphis versus kuminga on the war it's like this is just how wings are you're just gonna need one of these super athletic guys on the wing and if the big start looking like this you're gonna need one of these too so lp singoon always always uh French center's hot in chat. Um, I think if he's like, if he's 240 by like the time he's drafted next year, I mean, that's a stud right away. Like, yeah, like again, like if, if he's 240, then I I think it would be a point where it's like, okay, weight would just not be a concern with me. Like, he's yeah. thin, of course, but he's 19. He's going to mm-hmm. be thin. And I want him to put on that weight gradually, which appears like what he's doing. So, yeah, we might look up and, oh, yeah, Victor. He's grown another inch. His arms are two inches longer, and now he weighs 247 pounds. Yeah, if he can do it gradually, it's like his frame will support it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, a much healthier than if it's just, like, the, I don't know, that kid from Florida State who was, like, 170 pounds. Like, I just don't think he has any chance of putting on mm-hmm. that weight. Yeah, that's a – I think he was also, like, older than he is. So it's, like – I remember Victor and, I think, Imani Bates, like, a couple years a year ago. I'd heard about Imani Bates first but they was like these two are gonna duke it out for the number one pick in the 2023 draft and it just goes to show like not a knock on imani bates but it's like it's once you're number it's hard to keep getting better you know what i mean like once they have you scouted there they're projecting that you just keep getting better at everything and it doesn't always work like this imani bates went to memphis struggled now he's transferring i don't even know if he's declared where he's going yeah he just said he just said i'm out without a yeah yeah he's like i'll figure it out but it was another thing, like the things they were projecting physically for Imani Bates, like he stayed sticked in for like three straight years. And it's like, OK, we were kind of waiting for him to start putting on weight. And he didn't. They met his wingspan. He grew, but his wingspan didn't. And yeah, has he even said where he's going? Uh, no, it just still says Memphis. Yeah. So I. I have no idea. Maybe I think I heard Louisville, but he'll end up somewhere like it just. He has to go somewhere because he's still, yeah, 18. 6'9", 190, still stick thin. Yeah, that's where I would have been worried about with Victor. Like, when he was, like, 17, 189, it's like you're a little worried about that. But yeah, no. and that's, the, like, you flash forward, like, mm-hmm. 16 and 18, Imani Bates is still 190, mm-hmm. and Victor is 229. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's all, but that's all part of the, the that's the part I'd know I would just whiff on in the draft. Mm-hmm. It was like you you can't. Project that. How could you know? Um, old mixtape episode they had Trilly putting babes. Hey, listen, I wasn't alone there. He was Sada Baby said he was that guy. I'm supposed to not believe Sada Baby. Come on, man. Amani Bates. Oh, sorry. I just no, saw, go ahead. Oh, he, Amani Bates cut his uh, transferred list to six schools. Oh, do we have the six schools? Michigan, Arkansas, Seton Hall, DePaul, Louisville, and Eastern Michigan. What a random bunch. 
What an odd, yes, we're a very odd bunch. Feels like uh, I've been here seeing Hall, Hall to go a lot. Play yeah. With the, what's his name? Uh, Shaheen Holloway. I wouldn't. Been that's here. not bad. Michigan's not bad. Like, Juwan, how they, they get a lot out of players. Louisville. Um, Michigan, it was, the word was Michigan State since he was like 14 or 15. Because he's from, I think, Detroit, to say that. Uh, or he might be from Flint. He's from somewhere in Michigan. It doesn't say, but we could. Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Okay. So the way he committed to Michigan State early, then decommitted. So it was like, okay, does he go back there now? But yeah, they didn't crack the six. So I don't Seton Hall might be the move, man. I kind of wouldn't hate Seton Hall, Shaheen Holloway, big splash. They were who else? They were connected with that other guy we talked about the other day. Um yeah, see, you know, they're like making some moves. Mm-hmm. It just, it's wild late to me. Is where I, I feel, it's like, okay, I get the coaches. I was like, dude, it's about to be June. He don't have a team yet? Like, we're, we're about to get into summer camp and like practicing and all that. He's he not on a campus yet. So, yeah, G League is still an option for him. Overtime Elite, international, of course, but I kind of don't hate that Seton Hall, man. Seton Hall or the G League, yeah, I would. I think the G League would be the best best way to get the weight put on, right? Like getting with the NBA type training, like, yeah, you know? That, you playing against grown, like legit mm-hmm. grown men. Mm-hmm. So G League might not be, make a little non-NIL money, you don't have to deal with the school BS. Something to consider. Something to consider. Um, let's do a little poidal. Shall we? We'll talk Warriors after, I promise. Because we definitely talked every team but the Warriors. Um, Jam, you want to kick us off? Our NBA player guessing game. Uh, let's go with Malcolm Brogdon. The Brog man, okay. This person is a guard. Can confirm. This part, Western Conference guard. Jersey number, say, okay, Jersey, a low Jersey number. Under 6'5", over 29. Oh, Western Christian. Conference guard. Who you got, school? Western Conference guard, over 29. Damian Lillard. Ooh. Let's see. Ooh. I got to say, yeah, those check the boxes, school. Okay. So we got Western Conference, exactly 6'2". Jersey number slightly over zero. Oh, it's, so it's one... Russ. It's Russ. It's Russ. Yeah, I think it's Russ. Let's go some Russ. No, it's not Russ. No, Russ. Wow. I thought he wore number one. He wears zero. Oh. In the Pacific, yeah. oh. Chris Paul. It, oh, yeah, it's Chris Paul. Is he he's under? Not six two. He's, he's not 6'2". Six six two. Two. Oh, this guard. person's also 32. Chris Paul is 52. Oh, yeah, 32 years old. So, okay, Pacific. So this could be Clippers. Clippers got some old heads. It could be Clippers, King. Oh, it's going to be somebody from the... It's going to be Steph Curry. He oh. wears 30. Yeah. Oh, he does wear. It's true. Um, so they got to wear number one, right? If it's yellow, zero? I go to like one or two. Because I feel like two. I... Ne- yeah. A very one or two. We're thinking Clippers, Kings. Kawhi Leonard? Is he... Does He's not 6'2". He- oh, wait, no. Who'd you say? Avery Bradley still exists. He is a Laker. Oh, oh he's not yeah, on the Lakers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be a Laker. Who is a Reggie Jackson? 
Ooh. Yes, sir. Well done, well done. Reggie Thanks. Jackson. I was like, who is an old... Like, the Lakers got all the old guards. They got all the old everybody. If it ain't Reggie Jackson, who who else could it... Or wasn't, uh, like, Westbrook, Avery Bradley? I said, it's Reggie Jackson time, is what Reggie Jackson would say. And he wears number one. Where's number one? Reggie Jack, leading scorer for a playoff team, Reggie Jack, or play-in team, maybe. Um, okay, let us take a 10-minute break. We will come back. I, I will flip this jersey. We will talk some Warriors. We will talk some... I don't know. We we got any some MMA going on this weekend, school? Uh, there's no UFC, but I got other MMA to talk about. There's some fun stuff going on. Yeah, we got some stuff going on. Uh, we might relive a wild James Worthy evening. Uh, who's to say? Who's to say? Let us take a ten minute break. Five star review on the way out, please. Thumbs up in the YouTube. Subscribe in the chat, and we'll catch you on the other side of the break. Welcome back. Hour two. Man of my word. Um, people guessed that I was wearing a Vincent Will Fork jersey, school. You played That's a little not... trickery on us. No, I didn't. This is an autographed Vincent Will Fork jersey. Now, how did this happen? How did you get this? Oh, this whole thing? This is this, this is this is rare cloth school. Um yeah, pull it just just Google Vince Wilfork jersey if you can. Just so people understand what I'm saying. No, H Morena, I did not lie. I did not lie. How I got this jersey. How I got this jersey. This was 2015, maybe? 2015 or 16. One of the times that I was in New York to be, I used to go to like the bar so offices like once a month or so. One of the times I happened to be there, they were like, Vince Wilfork is coming into the office. I was like, hey, hey, hell yeah, how about that? Like I never get to, and even when I'm up there, nobody, you know what I'm saying? Random people come in, not Vince Wilfork. So I'm like, pretty good, pretty good. Then they're like, hey, he just wants to go on the radio talk shit for an hour and drink beer i said man i i like this guy he's not even here yet <laughs> i don't know what i don't even know who it was supposed to be but kfc was there Fidelberg was there and i don't know if it was like a dave and dan were on the road or something but they needed another two enter me and the mick man they so they said do you guys want to drink these beers on the radio with Vince Will for, I said, hell yeah. I want to drink these beers. So we get on XM radio, drinking the beers, talking shit. And he, I, I tell you, the man can drink a beer, Scoob. I, 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 I believe that. I don't I don't know. Click on the <laughs> the picture of Will Fork there, uh, the man in his jersey. Uh, despite what this picture would tell you, that man can drink a beer. That man can drink a beer. So we're drinking the beers. He tells me he grew up a Kentucky basketball fan. So I'm like, I think I love Vince Wilford. I think I love him. It's time for him to leave. He still got the rest of the beers, and we can't just leave him undrunken. You know what I mean? So like, he's like, yeah, before we go, he's like, 
Let's crush a couple of these. Okay, Vinny. Um, comes in, his him and his team come in with gift bags. I said, man, Vinny come bearing gifts. What a guy. What a guy. He's taking them, signing them off for you, my man. Bam. Taking pictures, dapping it up, hanging with my friend Vince Wilford. Fast forward. <laughs> I think it was later that day. I think I got back to the hotel with my jersey and laid it out for the first time. And look, I was like, man, you know, like what 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 a day, man. What he's a cats fan, he's a, he's a champion, he's a cool dude, loves his barbecue, smokes cigars. I lay it out. Yeah, look at this guy. Look at that, the one with the overalls. That's the one. This was his retirement announcement. I said, man, I, I, I just shot the shit with that guy. He gave me an autographed jersey. I'm going to remember this forever. And I looked at it. I said, W-I-L-F-O-L-K. I said, Wilfolk. <laughs> I said, Wilfolk. I said, I'm... <laughs> I text the McMahon. I said, McMahon, you're the Patriots expert here. Um, <laughs> is it Will Fork or Will Folk? And he's like, it's Will Fork. Like, what are you talking about? I said, I thought that too. And then I sent him the picture of my jersey laid out like on the bed. And I said, because we just got will folk jerseys <laughs> and did, so we, was, did we get will folk jerseys you're getting ahead of me jam and so that's what i said was it like one bad one in the bunch like i got will folk everybody got will fort mick sent me his will folk <laughs> we asked Fidelberg, will folk we asked kfc will folk so to, so to my knowledge there are four Autograph Vinnie Wilfolk jerseys running around in captivity in the wild. Um, I wonder if it was intended or if they just somehow did it. They had to have noticed. Like, there's they had no to, way. Listen, oh, yeah. That has listen, to be intentional. If you signed something with your name spelled wrong on it, you think you would notice? Even if you still signed it, you'd. You'd notice, though. You know what I mean. You know what it is. It's so you guys don't resell it. Like that's what it is. It's more like a. It's like a story well, of the keeper it's that worth way. More now. Well, I, I'll just say. Yeah, I feel like this raises the value. I don't think it does because that now it's just like a custom jersey. You know. That's what I'm saying. It's rare. How many autographed Will Fork jerseys are there, school? Hundreds, probably thousands. How many Will Fork? That's true. He's, I just, you guys just debunked my argument quick. You see, I mean, listen, I wear rare cloth. It is what it is, but I'm built different. Um, yeah, like Hankum, <laughs> they had to get that merch off. And as I look back, it was very because they were they were in like Patriots gift bags. It's like a, I got an autograph hat. It was just mad shit in there. And drinking the beers <laughs> is all a ruse to get you to not pay attention. You just get comfortable. Now you're not seeing who he played the a trick on me. He he pulled my leg. Oh wait wait did. wait wait! Brett Stillman is saying that's the name of his entourage, the Will Folks. Oh, you're is it? You're the entourage. Oh, so this is this is see this is even rarer cloth than I thought. Whoa! Some silent overalls would have been badass. Uh, 
yeah, the <laughs> the Withles jersey. Um, but yeah, no, just that was just me back in the hotel room, like, man, what a day. I mean, Vincent Wilfolk. Wheel folk. <laughs> I was like, am I Googling this wrong? And yeah, no, as Jim Billy said, he's definitely the type of per that I feel like he definitely did it on purpose. Like, it's a funny thing. I like it. Um, because he would look at that grand man. I think he he we need all those ribs, without question. Oh, for sure. Oh, here we go. Without question. There we go. I need a hat too. Um, we we need it, <laughs> we need Vince Wilfork and Daniel Cormier to link Folk. up. Will Folk, Vince sorry, Folk. we need um, <laughs> we, we need Mr. Wilfork and uh, Mr. Cormier to link up together. Oh man, they they would definitely take down like a Bucky's or something, like any type of gas station <laughs> that it makes down. its own. But yeah, beef jerky. You see them coming into your Shonies, uh, just run, just run. People said the slickest move ever. Yeah, as I got back, I was like, man, this is much better than a Will Fork jersey. Much better. Right, because now you have so a this, story. I got a story. I got Vinny Will Folk, and I got his autograph right there. They said, you got a fake knockoff jersey. I said, no, brother. <laughs> this is the realest of the real. Handed um, to me by the, by the man himself, Will Folk. Yeah, but <laughs> you're going to tell that man he's not Vince Will Folk? Not me. Not me. I, I tip my oversized hat to you too, sir. Um, yeah, this jersey entitles me to a beer, a beer anytime, anywhere, any place in this country. I'm walking right now and just it's, it's like a, a a cop and donut. I walk in with this jersey and point to this. They say, "Get that guy, tall boy, the tallest boy." Only if it's signed, though. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. It's some Will Folks, but are you initiated into the Will Folk? Crew, I am. I am. So, Vince, um, I mean, a great profile picture. This might be have to be my next profile picture. This is elite. This is elite. Like without my glasses, I would have thought it was me. I'm of similar build. So, salute to Mr. Will Folk. Um, okay, I guess we can talk about the Warriors now. I guess we talk about the Warriors. Finish talking about the Warriors. Um, I suppose. They did the thing. Um, close them out, Clay. I called him close them out, Clay. And Scoop said, nobody calls him. And Clay said, they, everybody calls me that. Yeah, he did. 12, 12 for 25. Eight threes. 32 points. Because Steph didn't. Yeah, Steph had nine assists, but five for 17 shooting. Draymond Green, again, 17 points. Mavericks, are you even trying, baby? If he's scoring 17 points, it look, if him and Kevon Looney are combining for 27 points, 24 rebounds, and 13 assists, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. And that's what happened. Again, Mavericks don't have anything to hang their head over, but I think you just, like, look at the balance here. How, how many people for the Mavericks scored double digits? Scored in double digits? Uh, three. Oh, Let's four. Uh, yeah, Luca had twenty-eight, but then thirteen, ten, and then Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie had a really good game off the bench. Had twenty-six. Then you go to the Warriors, and they had Wiggins had was it eighteen, nineteen, thirty-two for Clay, fifteen for Steph, seventeen for Draymond, ten for Looney, sixteen for Poole. So there's like that level of balance. That's why they're in the final. Some are saying. Mm-hmm. 
That's why they're in the finals. Uh, I got some fun stats from this one, folks. Oh, um, that school Scooby numbers hit me. This is this is probably the most fun one though. The, <laughs> the Warriors are nineteen and one when Draymond Green makes one three pointer this season. Oh, that you don't show this to Steve Kerr. I feel like Steve Kerr is like the historic like, please Draymond, don't shoot, and Draymond should be like, hey Steve, hey you see this? <laughs> uh, you be on stat moves, uh, Steve. 19 and 1. So as soon as he hits that, if he hits that three early, you, like your team should probably just pack it up. Yeah, game's over. Don't risk rolling an ankle. You know what I'm saying? We'll get him game two. Uh, what other numbers we got? Um, I think the other ones I had were actually Luca based. Oh, no, no, no. No, this was the other fun one I had. Mm. Uh, whenever Kendrick Lamar drops an album, the Warriors win the title. Interesting. 2015. Look at, look at Steph. He's in high school. Oh, baby, uh, right there. 2015 to Pimple Butterfly trophy. 2017, damn, trophy. 2018, Black Panther, the out. That's when I was like, I feel like we're kind of. I think stretching. I think it counts. I thought I think he did that whole album for. I mean, he. he so. I guess the executive produced it. But yeah. This one, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is a Kendrick Lamar album, but I mean, if it checks. It checks. It checks my we'll my boxes. Well, I mean, congratulations to the Warriors then, because he definitely released the album. Then, so what else? What else we got? Uh, the last one I had was Luca. I forgot to pull it up before. Um, but the second player in NBA history with thirty points per game in each of his first three postseasons. Uh, the only other one is impressive. Wilt Chamberlain. That is um, impressive. Second player in NBA history with 35-5 in three straight seasons. So that's 30 points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, the only other one is Michael Jordan. And NBA record, 10 games leading team in points, rebounds, and assists this postseason. Uh, he passed 2013 LeBron James. Now, I've never heard of any of those guys, but these seem good. Yeah, they, they seem all right. I think, I mean, that one guy wasn't really good at making free throws, so... Yeah, I see a baseball player, a globe trotter, and a movie star. And a, yeah, and a, a, a movie star father of three here. So I, I guess he's in good company. Um, hmm. But it, yeah, man, nothing to hang their head on. This is just, I don't know. I, I think the Warriors are just too balanced. They just and, have too uh, many options. Shams has tweeted out that um, mm -hmm. Gary Payton Jr. is probably going to be back for the finals. Oh, I I saw. I guess yeah, he was supposed to be reevaluated today, and again, they still have another week of rest. So yeah, I bet he he'll probably look damn good for the final. So not they get seven days of rest, or I guess six tech or whatever, but they're staying at home. Whatever happens, they're they've got home the first two games in San Francisco or in California. They got home May the twenty fifth. For this past game, and they won't have to leave until June the sixth. So not only are you gonna have like that many days off, that many days not on a plane, that many days playing at home before you have to get on a plane for a veteran team. I mean, they got some young players for sure, but the core of this team is old. So yeah, six final runs in eight years. If you pull up that, uh, the Bill Simmons, Billy Simmons had a tweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, he of course he does. did. <laughs> he usually does. Um, 
So all of a sudden you need to talk about the Dwight Powell under. No, he doesn't. No, you don't. Oh, so, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for stopping by, my friend. I got a um, I got a DM about that right right when the game started. Guy DMs me and he says he says I'm not in the I, I he said I'm not in the community right now, but uh I'm just I'm so invested in this game because Dwight Powell's about to get three points and then not play a single minute after. Sure enough, he scored. What do you know? <laughs> three points, five minutes. Did not play again. Uh, got on his flight to uh Mexico. After that, him and Boban. Billy Simmons said superstars with six plus finals appearances. Russell, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, West, Havlicek. He slipped Havlicek in there. Mm-hmm. Kobe, MJ, Shaq, Wilt, Kuzi slipped that one too. Duncan, Elgin, Steph. So Steph is on the verge of like being however you felt about him like who was the best player on the the kd teams he was the best player on the 2015 team and if they win again he's gonna be the best player on this team so i don't know how many players have been like best player like unquestioned best player on a championship team multiple times i don't know how many of those guys have done it and been under six foot six you know what i'm saying uh, like isaiah no thomas on, no on this list. yeah yeah like isaiah thomas and then you got a bunch of bigs and big wings so some rare stuff some rare stuff i saw a lot of people on twitter were debating whether or not like steph is a like a goat top five status top i mean top five is just so rare rare i do think he's if he's not in top 10 he's definitely getting close if he's not there, he's definitely getting close because, like, I think the thing for him this year, any time I've heard announced about Steph, it's just, it's like Steph being compared to old Steph, mm-hmm. which I just don't think that's fair for any player. Nonetheless, him, like, being compared to what he's doing now, like, Clay, too. Like, I, for the this postseason, 16 games, Steph and Clay combined, shooting 52% from two. They're taking 19 threes a game and hitting 39% of them. And they're combining for less than four turnovers a game. They don't have to be 2015 Stephen Clay. You, you I don't still, know. You still he, gonna... he only shot 38% from three. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, listen, used to, I'm used to a high 43, maybe 42% from him. Yeah, that, that, listen, he's taking 13 a game and still hitting 38% of three. And it's like, it's a step. And it's like, I know. Now he's just. He considerably used to take 11 better. a game and hit 45%. So, yeah. And either way, the he and I think uh, playoff play, they reached a point. It don't matter what he shoot, you got to guard him like he's Steph Curry. I don't care if he's shooting one for it, it, like it don't matter because you can't. Oh, he's cold. We can leave him alone. No, man, that's Steph Curry. So, whatever he's shooting, he got to be guarded like that at all times. Really back. Like I'm a little concerned about the idea of him just being like fully back. I don't fully, not fully, but click on the playoff numbers are good. Like, and it's been a long enough sample size to um, twenty points a game, forty yeah, percent from three. Let's see. No, let's, uh, like the whole. I don't need the game law. Oh, uh, oh, the whole season. Let me see. Uh, yeah, play. If you click that playoffs tab, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, he is shooting. Yeah, for this year, fifty-two percent from two, taking nine threes a game, 
which is more than he's ever taken except for one postseason. In 40% of those, the defense, he's, I mean, defense, he's just not there. Like he missed the two years or whatever. But I, these numbers, like we remember the, you know, when he's not, when he doesn't look good, it's easy to say, man, he's, you know, he's not prime clay. But then he has games like last night and it's like, he's hitting eight threes to close out a team, man. He's still good enough. Did you see his post game where he was like interviewed and he's just pissed that he didn't get 10 threes? Like that was his oh, first response. See, he's back. He's back. <laughs> and they said Clay Thompson wasn't back. Um, let's see. Steph clearly ahead of Kobe already. Clearly, it's tough. But if he, I mean, if he wins a second title, is the unquestioned best player. I think he's already better than Kobe. And I, I think de- I think Kobe gets so short defensively. I really, I think Kobe Bryant was a devastating defender for a long time, and. I, I didn't he also I didn't really watch him, but then he also have a lot of games where he he'd like have like fifty shots or whatever and like if you look at who's like the uh who would be second in taking some of those shots, you'd be like, why didn't he shoot sixty? All right, all uh, right. Shaquille O'Neal or Pau Gasol. The guys he won championships with? Like I <laughs> I think Kobe was only the best player on the team two of his championships. And in the in the time he beat that. the Celtics. Like in the actual finals, Pau Gasol was a better player. I've heard. I just, I don't agree with it. I do. He, Shaq was the best player on the early. Like I, I think that's not debatable. But for the two he won with Gasol, I think Kobe was like overall the best player. He's a bet. Like he was clearly a better player than Pau Gasol, but I think Pau Gasol had a better finals. Final. I think that's fair. That's fair. I had Steph ahead of Kobe. I believe. I think I had. Oh gosh, I don't. I I just know. I think I had Kobe fourteenth all time, and I I had I have seventeenth or twelfth, so I had him close. So yeah, him. That's why I say I don't know about clearly, because again, since I did that list, I think three four years, those have been like the low of Steph's career. And again, if he wins and finally gets that Finals MVP, if he wants to address the Finals MVP allegations for once. And for all, I was really hoping Andrew Wiggins got the uh, Magic Johnson Award. <laughs> the Magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Matt. Magic Johnson never won a Magic Johnson Award. And y'all telling me he better than Steph. Hmm. Here we go. This is we're looking at Kobe and Steph. This is just our whole career. Whole career. Whole career. So. See, Steph, I mean, Steph, the better shooter from two and three. Duh. Kobe got to the line more rebounds. Turnovers for Kobe surprisingly low. I feel like for I mean maybe they, it probably goes to kind of Steph's willy nilliness. Well, yeah, Steph's always throwing the ball passing. Kobe was uh, just getting shots up. Kobe was just throwing it at the rim. Do, do, yeah, do, you, um, count, do you count a, a horribly missed shot as a turnover? No. Well, listen, you remember uh, was it Kobe assist where they were like, "Hey, he's missing these shots so Kwame Brown can get the offensive glass." It's not a missed shot; it's a Kobe assist, school. <laughs> um let's see the uh let's see the playoff numbers oh uh, yeah playoff yeah per game per game's fine Playoff. i feel like it probably holds true yeah steph a better shooter from everywhere which we know steph's got the rebounds edge in the playoffs that's interesting Steph's um, a sneaky high rebound guy like, yeah I steph thought he is, averaged like yeah. 26 7 and 7 and i was like seven yeah no, like the finals i feel like some of those finals with durant uh-oh, Jam's out of there. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's got him. Your, your webcam turned off. Yeah, I can hear you, but we can't see you. Um, we never wiggled his shoulders like Steph. That's a, that's a decent point. It's a decent point. Got it. Yeah, that's what I, was, I said. I said Kobe was 14. Now, if I did that again, I'd probably have him higher than four. He's not going from like 14th to four, but I probably have him a little bit higher, just because again, when going back, I, was, I, I do think his defense was underrated. Like Steph has turned himself into a good defender, like for his position. Kobe Bryant made all defense for like a decade straight, and Pickles make a good point. Like the fact that Kobe's per games are even close because the the rate. Like the the pace of the game, I should say, not rate. The pace of the game was so different. So the fact that he's still like twenty five, five and five holds up with Steph's twenty six, five and six. Uh, disagree. He's just chucking. How many how many shots per game does Kobe have versus Steph? A lot. Just look at it. Like the the Steph efficiency is what does it for me. Well, well, I mean, playoffs they were at twenty one per game for Kobe, nineteen for Steph. Kobe hit forty four point eight percent. Steph hit forty five. See. Kobe more just, of a threat to get to the line. I was just looking at the uh, 2010 finals, and Kobe averaged, I think, 29 shots per game, which is wild. It's a lot. Yeah, cook on Kobe if you can't school. What year was that? 2010, I think. 2010, because I need to. I want to see who were who were his second, third, and fourth in shots taken. Uh, 2010, uh, 11. Let's. See. Uh, 20, 2009, 2010. Let's wait, see. that's wait, that's his game. Yeah, we need the uh, the team one. Because that's a lot of the shot. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about field goal attempts. If you could. Uh, what is it? Yeah, this is 21 and a half. 21 and a half ain't bad. Where was yeah, where was 29 at, Jim? What year was it? Or was it playoffs? I was just looking at I was it was playoffs, and I think I was just looking at the finals. Uh okay. Yeah, now for individual yeah, individual series that tracks. But yeah, like when he got like, this is Kobe, 22 shots a game, Kobe. Gasol was taking 13. Bynum was playing all-star ball. Meta was there. Odom, like, when he had some teammates, he wasn't taking 28, 29 shots until it came to the finals, and he uh, needed to. But I would, yeah, I'd have him there now. But, again, yeah, if Steph becomes the best player on a championship team, I think Kobe did it twice. If Steph does it, but he has a very good chance to do it, then might have to do some re And again, yeah, like Terry said, they're taking similar number of shots. Steph's taking <laughs> the best shots. Kobe's taking the, <laughs> the worst uh, <laughs> shots. But sometimes you can make them. Five rings don't lie, Jim. Yeah, what's the what's the effective field goal percentage on that? Comparison? Oh, come on, Jim. What's the true shooting? Oh, brother. Oh, what's the no. Corsi plus? I I, I think Jr. Gary makes a good point though. How much weight do we give to the fact that Steph arguably changed the game of basketball more than anyone over the last ten to fifteen years? I mean, it counts. Did he change it for good? Because I'm watching these conference finals now, brother, and they're taking these threes, and I said, "You are not Steph Curry, Derek White." <laughs> That is true. So did he did he change really, it for the better? Really, he doesn't think so. <laughs> I do think, like in all seriousness, I do. I think Kobe, the impact he had on changing the game, the Kobe guys now, like hard work, two way play is a thing. Like I was thinking, like back then, your stars, the leading scores, they didn't have to be two way players. Now, if you're gonna be that guy, you got to play some kind of deep. Like you just can't be a 
Reggie Miller mm-hmm. averaging 20, like, you know what I'm saying? And just a neck, like on this side, if you can give me the leading scores for this year. Uh, yeah. Jam taking Mikhail over. <laughs> Mikhail had the best post moves I've ever seen, even though I was never alive for one of his games. He, he got the wildest shoulders I've ever seen. I don't know how that guy ever put on a shirt. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, the game. Yeah, I'm with Aldo, man. This is all Steph's fault. The playoffs. Yeah, just, yeah, regular season. Too many, too many options. Like, okay, here we go. We're just looking at like MB defender, like two way player. Giannis, two way player. Luca, no, but he's not. Like again, he. This very playoffs, we watched him fight to not be like a, a cone. So he's got at least that. Trey, Trey got to work on that. Demar, this might have been one of Demar's better defense. Like when when the help is around him, Jokic clearly improved his defense from like if you look at Jokic two three years ago. Tatum's a two way guy. Booker clearly improved his defense from a couple years ago. Mitchell stinks. What can you do? Steph improved his defense. Cat, imp- I mean, they, they're as a team defense. I think they were twelve or thirteen. You don't get there unless your big man improves something on your defense. Like we look like. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Like some of these guys, you to get to a point, you got to play some kind of defense. Because we're watching, like Clay. He's not doing it now, but Clay, Draymond. These guys built their name on defense. And the Boston series, Butler, Bam, or you go Boston. You got to play some type of two way ball. So, and the commitment to like improving your craft that much in the off season. I think that's Kobe, man. The more I find out, guys just did not work on their game like that in the offseason. No. They, and Kobe just, did. And for the guys who did, Kobe did it twice as much as yeah. every other guy. Like, legit, it used to be, like, beers in the locker room after the game. I've talked to some of the retired players. They were like, after the season, we didn't – like, we might pick up a basketball a year or a month before the season start. We would play tennis. We would, like, golf. We'd do cardio stuff, get our body in shape. But as far as basketball skill – I think, I mean, Jordan clearly, but Kobe for this generation was that guy that's like, no, nah, thing, man. And like, there's no time off. Have you seen the clip of Kobe being like, the normal guys, they get up at seven, you know, do a workout from eight to 10, rest, do another workout from a one to three, rest, do another workout from maybe uh, six to eight, and then go home for the night. Me, I get up at four. And do my workout from five to seven, and then he just goes, like, and just by doing, uh, getting up two hours earlier, I'm already four hundred percent better than every other guy drinking. <laughs> okay, I was like, hey, I don't, I don't know about that math, call, but like, legit, that mentality is it's in these younger guys, man. Like you, you see it in like the IG workout videos, but it's definitely a thing. Like, no, in the summer we improving our game. Like you see all these, all these great guys, as great as Giannis is, he come back with something new. Steph didn't rest on his laurels. Tatum keep getting better. And I think I think there's some Kobe in that. See, yeah, it definitely it's a good thing. Like, like when Tatum was first working out with Kobe, like a lot of Celtics fans were like, oh no, he's just gonna take like jack shots and things like that. Like right. which is funny and like it's like Lakers Celtics stuff, but if Tatum has the amount of like worth ec- work ethic and just like puts as much into training as Kobe does, that's amazing. Like that is yeah. all you can ever want. That is that is literally that dog in him. It it one hundred percent, and by again the virtue of that, Tatum sees that Tatum setting that standard in Boston. Booker's a Kobe guy; he's setting that standard. Giannis was a Kobe guy; he's setting so that 
I think that's the seed he ultimately planted. Like, hey, if you're going like if you're gonna take this here, like take this shit serious. Like this shit is 365. At all times, you need to be working on your body and working on your game. Because again, when uh it was news because after Jordan kept losing to the Pistons, they were like, you know what, guys, as a team, we should probably lift some weights. <laughs> they lost four straight times, Scoob, and we're like, you know what? I think those strong guys are uh I can't figure out what they got over us, man. Why do you keep beating us over the head? Do you think they had the idea after like the second loss? But there's like, uh, I don't know if we should try it yet, but like, they raised the they raised the Doug Collins. Are you are you crazy, Jordan? Are you are you crazy? You want to get this is this is basketball. We don't, yeah, we're we're not lifting weights. Um, and so yeah, no, I do think that was Kobe's impact, but yeah, for Steph Kobe, it's however you have it. I do think it's close, indisputably close. Steph has two MVPs, two regular season, which Kobe does not have. He only has one. Kobe has two finals MVPs. Steph does not have any. Yeah, the finals MVPs as decided by Rachel Nichols. That's a t- and that's why I, if they win, I hope Steph get like he he should have at least one, but he got to get him one now. Unless we just get the the this is the Draymond Green series. Draymond Green just raining threes. Forty-two percent from three. Give it to Clay for coming back from injury. Listen, that's the story. Uh, Rachel Nichols won't. I don't know if she can vote. Oh, she's not allowed in. Yeah, I was gonna anymore. say. I don't know if uh, she has a vote. Uh, Devin said, "You don't think Kobe got it from for sure, for sure." But even then, we saw Mike doing it, and still, people, everybody in the league wasn't doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like putting that level of dedication into your your game and your body at all times. It's still nobody did it. Kobe was like, yeah, I'm going to do that from the time I'm 10. Kobe was playing against, like, grown men overseas with his pop. So he's decent, I'll say. A decent basketball player. Yeah, uh, I, I changed tape. I changed where I was saying. I'm going to put Kobe above Steph now. But just, just because. Just because. Well, y'all say, what's, I mean, it is a thing, like, he gets the jokes on the, like, you know, sh- shooting too much, the mm-hmm. bad teammates, mama mentality, all that. But again, as we look at the numbers right now, these are insane. And he was, if you go up to the top, let me see when his all defense reign started. Do they have that? Um, more? Do they not? I thought they had all. What's the point of the damn accolades? Yeah. Uh, um, PU. Now I'll look it up, Brooke. I just want to see when his reign. Here we go. I got to say, even just pulling up Kobe on Wikipedia, just seeing 1978 to 2020 still don't set right, man. It still just doesn't sit right. Um, here we go. He started making all defensive teams in 2000. So from 2000, yeah, he made 12 straight. Now, a couple at the end, maybe on Dirt reputation. Peter, gold glove reputation stuff. Definitely. But I will counter with, he was playing all NBA defense before 2000. He was just like 21 years old. So I think a couple of the ones he got on the back end make up for a couple of the ones. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I didn't even see that school. Like, yeah. First team all defense, second team all NBA, second team all defense, second team all NBA. Like it was just a thing, 25 to 35 points every single night. All defense, defense every single night. And had some injury woes, but for the most part, he was going to play through it. So, yeah, like when you see it listed out like that and you see the 25 a night next to 27 next to all that, 
mm-hmm. with the number of like the playoff games, the series, we see how hard it is to get through four rounds of a playoffs. He did that shit five times. And, you know, a number of times where they didn't ultimately win the round. So it said people are going to put Draymond over Kobe. Uh, no, not over here. They better not. I'll fight anyone that tries to do that. Yeah, like, again, it's... We get our jokes in, you know, on Kobe, the chucker. All right, for sure. There's something to that. But when you look at the numbers, come on now. Ooh, come on. Now. Like, like, come on now. Similarity scores. Through yeah. 20 years, number one, Chris Paul. Uh-oh. Yikes. Listen, it's just how many people play 20 years? Um, True. Paul and Stockton. I think it's wild that his, like, his comps are two smaller guards, and he was not a small guard. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't want this Draymond over Kobe stuff ever. So, Terrence said Kobe was watching shark videos, figure out how to guard AI. That's a different type of dedication. Yeah. And I'll, I think now we've just perfected how to work harder efficiently. Like now maybe maybe Jason Tatum's not watching a shark video because he can just go to whatever website and pull up, I don't know, every single Steph Curry isolation. Every single Steph Curry pick and roll. Like, you know what I'm saying? He... After, you harness the hard work in a better way. Also, uh, another good point by Grum. First round used to be five games for first part of Kobe's career. So that knocks some somewhere and tear off, but it also lowers some of his overall. Wait, Jokic just got numbers. paid? Oh, did he took the bag? Let's see. Someone just Officially? said it. Officially? Um, like said, I don't think it's this official, but he like. They were like, he's likely to take the bag. I mean, it's $260 million. This is from before we started the show. Okay, so set to sign a $260 million Supermax this offseason, which, I mean, seems to confirm what Jokic said himself. Like, as as, (laughs) as soon as they put it in front of me, I will sign it. Talked about it some with the Tim Connolly stuff. Like, it didn't, I don't think he liked Tim Connolly enough to, you know, turn this down. Right. So, <laughs> Hankum was, yeah, I love to slander Kobe, but he was good. That's all it is. You can get the slander in, but you, ha- you have to admit he had a remarkable career. 260 over five years, I believe. It's a lot of scratch. I mean, he's worth it. You can buy a lot of Serbian horses for that, school. He's going to have the best stable in the country. I don't even know if we, does he even finish this fifth year? I think he just retires to go with the. <laughs> Like last year, he just, he declines the player option. They're like, they wonder if he'll sign one more max. And he's like, no, I'm going to live with my horses. I feed them solid gold sugar. Oh, they're saying uh, Shams tweet about it. Hmm. Two sixty, man. This, this guy was a second round pick. Scoob. Anybody could have had him. Uh, and that too. Yeah, he reaffirmed his commitment. Okay. Yeah. That. Sound yeah, they probably checked in, you know, hey, Connolly's gone. Would you still like $260 million? And he said, yes, I, 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 I liked him. Uh, I got his email address. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll still keep in touch. But, yeah, on, yeah, on to the next for the Nuggets. I'll, they just, I'll stick with the organization, the only organization that can give me this large sum of money. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> you want to go somewhere else for less money uh, in less years? Not really. So, 
Ooh, Dane says no way Jokic wins next year. Three-time MVP action? If anyone can do it. Can't. No, I, not, if Murray's back at all, they're just going to be like, oh, give him well, think, in the world. I think it's going to be the Giannis thing. Giannis had a great case for three in Giannis a row. should have won this. Season. Yeah, didn't win the ring. And then going by the time they vote for this third one, Jokic won't – maybe he wins the ring. You know, they get healthy, things go great, but we won't have known by then. So I – I gave y'all the MVP odds this year, and Jokic was in my 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 ones. I don't know if he'll be there when we do the MVP odds for next year. Second half of contract gonna be a bargain with the new TV deal in twenty twenty. Yeah, like I feel like the money seems to be bouncing back. So, yeah, fifty million a year will be. I mean, a smaller percentage of the cap if all things are going well. Now, will anybody be able to see the Nuggets play on television? No. Not can't imagine. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can't. yeah, we can on the um, pass, perhaps. Yeah, but the Nuggets fans. Mm-mm. So yeah, I, I I don't see any way he gets MVP next year. What else we got, gang? What else we got? Uh, do we have a game tonight? There one. Oh yeah, Jam. Do we have a game tonight? Uh, He's better win. Uh, how we feeling about that? Worry meter. Worry meter is a one. Uh, I, I so there is some this, worry, uh huh. I gotta find this clip of um, it was my it was the the Heat getting off the bus in Boston, and let me tell you when I when Kyle Lowry waddled off the bus, he he <laughs> didn't look. It was one of those like, hey man, why? What is it with Miami social team? Like y'all y'all just want to make the team look bad? Is the Dolphins guy work for the Heat too? Or let me show the guy hobble off the bus like Fred Sanford. <sighs> Uh, was it, it was just, uh, it wasn't great. It was, oh, I, I found it. I'll send it in the, um, it was, it was the, the heat Discord. like account, right? It was like a reporter. It's like their team reporter. Oh, oh yeah. Now that's sabotage. That is sabotage. Dane is begging Jim. He wants his team to be put out of their misery. I want y'all to put him out of it. I do not want two more games of this jam, please. We need all the rest as possible. It, yeah. Like face the Warriors. Like, it just absolutely needs to happen. I would like the the Heat to just to not show up. Um, the one thing I'm fearful of is, like, Duncan Robinson just, like. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be fearful of. I there he is. A healthy, a healthy, very healthy Kyle Lowry. Just go back. Just look at this. Look at this waddle. Like he got razor blades in his shoes. This is the guy that's supposed to go out there and guard Jalen Brown. Move his feet against Jason Taylor. <laughs> he just does not look comfortable. He better not play. <laughs> if Eric Spolster is really the best coach in the league, he cannot play Kyle Lowry, and he probably shouldn't pay Max Roots. It should be at least 35 minutes of Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent and just, like, try yeah. to win. You know you're not going to be able to score, but, like, play the grimiest defense you can play. And, like, Gabe Vincent's been actually damn good at that. Yeah, uh, no, he's that's what I'm saying. He's a good... Struess is like he's got he has improved as a defender for sure, but I mean, your improvement don't really help you when they're still kind of just able to like he's just not big enough. I feel like everybody in the Celtics is like just taller than everybody. Uh, my said Kyle Lowry, like his aunt, yeah, like this is a guy that this guy's about to go play 38 NBA playoff minutes, school, 
You, you think uh, his PRA uh, 52 and a half. You taking the over? Look at that healthy walk. Look at that spry He's walk. Walking, walking like I was after I did my squats yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at the face. Look at his face when he made eye contact Oof. with the camera. Yeah. He's like, ah. Oh, oh, yeah, no. come on. Hey, come on, dude. Uh, Levitard, you're killing me. Um, Aldo says heat by me. I just... I just don't think they million. can score Have you points. watched I, any of the games? I do not think they could score points. And if the Celtics do not hand them the ball in which to go score points, I think it's going to be literally impossible for the them. The Celtics to get don't to even it. have to be good on offense. They just have to be not horrendous. Like game four, they I think the Celtics shot what was it like thirty five percent from the field, and well, only uh, the Heat made fourteen threes. The Celtics only made eight. And they still won by 20. Like the Heat just yeah. really, there's no way. The Celtics just have to get to 90 points. Unless they, like Hero comes back and like. Yeah, what's the, what's the word on Hero? I've heard no updates about him, but it's like a groin injury. I don't just don't know how you heal mm. from that in like a couple of days. I don't think that's you do. the, yeah. Yeah, like the Heat's injuries don't feel like something you get over in 24 hours. Like, Jimmy's playing, but he's clear. Like he, so much of his game is like predicate, like getting to the line. Like you can work the middle area because he it, he's closer to getting to the line. He's not a threat to get to the line now. I, I think he just has like no lift, no lift, no, no explosion. First, yeah, like no first step. Yeah, Lowry too. They both shot jump like just like air ball, and it's like man, I just don't think they can. They just have no lift. So yeah, again, Harrow groin. Yeah, put him out there. I have him playing, you know, two-way, 40 minutes a game on a bum groin. Oladipo had a bad game, but I think he has to play just because he offers some two-way, two in theory, two-way potential. I don't think you can go Lowry, I agree. Struess, I think, tightrope, like very short because they you kind of need Duncan Robinson. Yeah. The thing is, like, they, with if especially if Hero's out, they just don't have much of a bench. Like, you're going to have to get serious minutes from – Struess, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vint, like you just need some yeah. of those guys. As, and, uh, like I think they did a smart by not playing Deadman anymore, but going PJ Tucker at the five, but like that definitely. even shortens your bench more. Exactly. It was the right move, but it's like, okay, now we have a we we have created a new problem. Um yeah, like Adrice, Lowry and Struess combined one for twenty-eight over the last two games. One for like that's not gonna cut it. Butler is your guy. He's not a threat. Bam, you don't know which by the quarter, if he decides to look at the basket or not, this is gonna tell you if he if he wants to score some points. So well, he yeah, doesn't I just have don't... The, the Heat fans trying to bully him in this game like they were in game five. And so he might be a little bit more aggressive. You guys see that? At, like every uh, time he tossed the ball with a one-on-one. <laughs> they like shoot. <laughs> Listen, not a if it's like okay. I, he holds the ball and kicks it out to Lowry and Struess to go one for 28. No, shoot it, man. So I, points were made there. Uh, Derek White had a great uh, quote, uh, I think, after game four that I think Bam needs to uh, adopt. And it says, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail aggressively. And I think that's exactly what Bam Bam should get at least 25 shots tonight. Yeah, I, I can't wait till we look up and he has four rebounds, three assists, and he scored nine points. Can't wait. Actually, you know what? Four of six from the field. A little slip time while we're at it. Uh, Scoob asked me if I hit any slips last night. My friend, did you hit any slips last night? No. Why would you ask me so? (laughs) I haven't hit a... 
I'll never hit a slip again. Ooh, Even yeah, Alicia Gray yeah. let me down. School. Uh, look, I tried to get in front of that one for you. Chris Kreider. We have a booster. I don't know what it means. I don't know which to pick. But over. We did the research yeah. on it. O over. You go over. He's a bad guy. I feel like you should know. Um, He's I've already blown my booster because I tied it with under three points for Dwight Powell, or under two and a half. And look, the three the three pointers made Luca or Bertans plus three. Well, I whiffed that one too. I tied oh. those with my booster. I, yeah, I'm. I'll never hit again. Chris Kreider needed two and a half shots. He had zero school. Chris Adebayo would not look at the would not look at the net. Yeah. Well, hey, t t hey, I Tavo Tervinen got the point though, so I I did call that he one. He did get the point. He did, and the I, the saves marched him over Mike Smith. But I combine that with Alicia Gray and Chris Kreider, and then I've already blown my booster. I'm ready to blow some more funds. What are we thinking for tonight's game? I think I picked Celtics in six before this series. I think the Celtics win tonight, and I think it's not particularly close. I dig it. I just don't think the Heat can score enough. Uh, Bam unders seem Oven over Jalen turnovers. Oh man, I why does he uh? Why does he dribble with like an oven mitt on, Jan? Why does he do that? Why don't he take that oven mitt off? But they stop taking I'm the ball. Not sure. And it also feels uh -huh. like he has a target on his back where it's like if he puts the ball on the floor, they're swiping more for him than they would any other player because they just know he's turnover prone at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the one I feel like either Vincent or Oladipo. It ain't even about stealing. It's like, listen, we just we can just deflect it. We'll just make you reset, do it again. And if you put it on the ground again, we'll do it again. Bam, 28 and a half. Uh, I'm going under. Prove, prove me wrong, man. Like, prove me wrong. Would love to see the aggressive band for all four quarters. Let's see. Lowry, 15 and a half. I'm going under. I Just physically. Yeah, I think he's playing on one leg. So I'm going under there. Who has a, who, who closes it out for the Celtics, Jam? Who has a, who's hot? Who has a good matchup? I like the Jalen points over 24 and a half. Uh, I like the Derek White over seven and a half points. Um, he's been he, he's been willing to chuck, which again, part of like literally the whole battle, being willing. I don't know if where Marcus's ankles at, so maybe that just needs more minutes for White, kind of like it was in Game Five. Um, the hard thing is you never know with Horford whether or not he's going to score. Uh, trying to look at the other ones. I like Derek even, White even PRA. Yeah. It's at 15 and a oh, 13. Yeah, 13 and a half's not. I'll stick with seven and a half points, but 13 and a half does feel pretty low, especially like you said, there is a lane for him to see some more minutes. There's no Bobby Williams. Yeah, but we don't even know if Bobby Williams is going to play yet. Both him and Smart were questionable. That's another like wild card where it's like you could see Bobby Williams just being like, oh, my knee is inflamed. I can't play in this game. Man, this feel. I feel like I would dress smart and would. I can't. I, I don't think you might not need him. Like, I feel like one of those, I'll dress you. Hopefully we won't need you. But I, again, I just don't think the Heat can score. Like, if you if you dared the Heat right now, hey, score 95 points, man. I just don't think they could do it. I just don't think they have the horses for it. Um, yeah, I'm staying off Marcus Smart action. Pal Horford? Pal <laughs> Horford at, at home? He's been playing it up to the home crowd. Oh, yeah, um, the, the, the WWE superstar Al Horford? Yeah, they... <laughs> Al uh, Heel Horford Ooh, rivals Tatum versus Lowry three pointers made 
Lowry's plus two. That just feels like a all Tatum needs to do is make uh any. Uh yeah. <laughs> I don't like those. I'm staying off that. Um I need one more. I got I need another Celtics one. What, what what's Jason Tatum doing tonight? Is he a star or is he a, a star, Jam? Does he close I mean, it out? He had a bad shooting performance. It, I don't know. Like he his shots have not looked great uh ever since he kind of like pinched that thing in his back. Like all, all of his threes have been mm. short. That being said, in game five, he was not great shooting the ball, but still had 12 boards and nine assists. Like I was looking for Tatum assists on here. I don't think I don't see it right now. But his like they're trying to get the ball out of his hands, and it feels like he's making the right pass every time. So I like kind of the I do like the over on Tatum PRA. That's because what I was looking at. Also, PR, he yeah. can just get like pretty easily get over 30 points. And so then it's just that yeah, and he's good for yeah, 12 boards, eight boards. He does stuff. What hurts? I think somebody said in the chat he's had like 10 more turnovers than Jalen. It just does feel like every single one of Jalen's is is getting his pockets picked. It is catastrophic, yeah. Yeah, they just feel I'm yeah, I will take that over on first team Tatum because that's what a first team player would do. They close it out. Um I cannot wait to lose another slip, school. I like losing them, actually. Some people play to win them, not me. I, I I might have to put in something with this Benzema, but I uh, I don't. You I, oh uh, the booster. You said it yourself. If there's a booster, you got to take the booster. Yeah, true, but I I didn't plan on my I didn't plan on the 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 big old uh purchase of dog shit last night. So <laughs> listen, gotta be prepared. <laughs> gotta be prepared. Uh, we got NHL tonight though. We can look at these NHL real quick. Ooh. Okay, um, no, you know what? Let's take five. We'll come back. We'll look at some NHL. You said you had some uh, some uh, MMA action. Yeah, yeah, we got some stuff to watch. Yep. Okay, yeah, we'll have. Uh, yeah, we'll close out our Friday. Let us take five, and yeah, we'll catch you on the other side. Hey, welcome back. Happy Friday, hour three. As promised, maybe we got a couple more thoughty slips to submit. School. What uh, what else we got on the resume? Uh, so we got hockey tonight. We got the Blues, uh, Colorado. Uh, I'm going. I'm going back on Ryan O'Reilly. He didn't hit the shots the last two, but he he. he I've been bitten by the snake before. <laughs> I think I think he gets back on track tonight. He's gotta right. He's got no point the last two games. Gets back tonight. He does it. I'm. You got on the jersey, Scoob. I'm trusting you. Got the jersey back on. I'm trusting you. Um. Okay. So we're O'Reilly. Just shots, right? Yeah. Shots over. Yep. Okay. Who else we got? Talk to me. Um. I know someone was saying David Perron yesterday, but his is three. I don't really like the three number. That's I like, a little high. I like the pure numbers. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. He got five, one, six. His number is two and a half. So that's uh that could be a good like, good number. We like some over for what? This is a three-two series. Yeah, three two. So blues, and they're looking to close out. Yep, looking to close out. If the Blues lose, they go home. So Blues looking to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. So I like Tarasenko. I like Ryan O'Reilly tonight. That's who I'm going. I on. see Nathan McKinnon is in a rivals with Vladimir. Vladimir's getting two shots. What do we think about that? Um, I kind of like Tarasenko there. I mean, he's got five and McKinnon got six. He got four and Tarasenko got like one, so that wouldn't have hit. But, I mean, Tarasenko's been going shot for shot. 
Back against the wall. And he's getting two. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take some Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, would you say, Jam, you got some hockey uh, slips? I was just wondering what, who, who's got the home ice tonight. Uh, St. Louis. Good question. St. Louis Oh, does. so, okay. So back against the wall, but they're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Tarasenko on the, on the, the rivals there. Who else we got? It's only yeah one game tonight. Yeah, just yeah. one game. Yeah, that's all I just got for it. those two or those three. What? Uh, who's MMA in this week? Uh, so for some MMA, we got we got some some minor stuff. It's not it's like regional, but it's good. Okay. It's good. So right after the show today, three p.m. Central, Cage Warriors in, uh, across the pond in uh the UK. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, why the hell are they fighting like Fridays? <laughs> Right. What? <laughs> Cage Warriors puts on really good fights. Um, a lot of the guys, Patty the Batty came from Cage Warriors. So, Fight Pass, that's a good investment. But you don't need Fight Pass to watch them. You just gotta... You know the sites. You guys know where to find your sports. Yes. Google.com. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I'm... Cage Fury. Yeah, I'm really excited for Cage Fury. I love... Cage Fury is, in my opinion, like, the probably the best regional. Like... A lot of the guys that come from Cage Fury go to the UFC and succeed right away. Um, hmm. So they've got two cards this weekend, actually. The double f- Cage Fury? Double Cage Fury. So the first one, I haven't watched anyone on this card, so I'm actually really excited. But the second card they've got, um, it's going to be a grappling event. Let me scroll This down. is a graphic design, just a journey in graphic design. <laughs> oh, We're yeah, all for these sure. different fight posters. It's my passion, Jim. Um, here it is. So they've they've got a their second event is going to be a pro grappling event with uh, some UFC fighters like Sean Brady, Clay Guida. So when you say pro grappling, does that mean they just can't throw punches? It's pure, just like yep. Roman Greco. Fisticuff. Yep. No fisticuffs allowed. Uh, yep. It's just it's just grappling. It's submission grappling, pretty much. Interesting. And you get points for getting submissions and. If they tap, I think you automatically win, of course. But, but it's it's, it's fun. It says Connor and Joanna from CW. Yeah, Connor. Yep, Connor got his start there for sure. Oh, okay. So yep. definitely. So maybe the start of some some names we'll be hearing and some people I'll be losing money on in the future. I mm-hmm. like to see where the the the, the birthing grounds. Yep. And then the former world's strongest man, uh, Mariusz Pudzinowski, he's got a MMA fight this weekend at KSW seventy. Can uh, he fight? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's been he's been doing MMA for I think twelve years now. So oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. So yeah, I, I was thinking yeah, like world's strongest man mm-hmm. that didn't work. Yeah, now I'll try to fight. But if he's got over a decade in, mm-hmm. along with being the strongest man, yep. How is he not the best on the planet? Yep. I, I watched I watched an interview with him the other day and he said like his body and his training it's a complete one eighty to when he started MMA. Like he thought when he started he could just keep to the strongman routine and still fight. Right. But just out yeah, out strong everybody. That's he, always worked. Yep. But he said he would gas out in five minutes and now he says he can go the whole <laughs> fifteen, twenty five if he wants. So I'm excited to see him. I love watching his fights. He he kicks ass. And what's his name? Uh, Mariusz Pudzinowski. Pudzinowski. I like that. The KS- they call him Puge? Puds. They call him Puds. Puds. Yeah, okay. Puds. So I will... I like I'll, I'll, I'll try to... I'll post links in the community so people can watch when the things start this weekend. So 
Jam, what's your favorite fight on here? I know you're uh, a Cage Fury guy. That's a good question. Scroll, uh, scroll. Can we zoom in at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, maybe not. Too much zoom. Yeah, maybe too much. These are all these. These are club flyers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, we lost it. Where'd it go? It was up top, right? Here we go. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Boom. I'm going based on just looks alone. Uh, I like the middle to left. I knew you'd say that one. That I agree. I think that right one's there. got all the tools to be a number eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, number eight. Yeah, Pros Prosel <laughs> versus Omilianchuk. Omilianchuk's gonna kill him. Oh Dude. no way. Dude, Pros I'm going the other guy. Prosel looks like he was tricked into accepting this fight. <laughs> like he looks scared. <laughs> he thought he was posed for a picture with a fan. Oh, just with the, with the kid. Uh, interested. So look, are all these the ones you're scrolling? Are all the, the this weekend? Yes. Yeah, so everything that I'm Jesus scrolling Christ. past, this is oh, all. Yeah. This is all How? MMA happening around the world this weekend. At any point in any type country. Someone is beating the shit out of someone else. There's gonna be sometimes legally. The yeah, there, there's eleven fights, uh, eleven events on UFC Fight Pass this weekend. So I th and I think they might be doing a free week this month. I think you oh. can get a free week. I'm not I mean, sure. listen, if, if all this is on the, you got all this competition. This will be the little holiday weekend uh, free trial. Yeah, if they're still doing the free trial, look it up and see because this is a, it's a great weekend to get into MMA. There's all over the world. We got Australia, China, Canada has something going on. So everyone, it's back. MMA is back. Interesting. I was hearing the not back uh, rumors. Mm -hmm. So we can put those to bed. And then we got wrestling too. Wrestling. Yeah, we got a, we got a. I think this is a pay per view. I, I, I believe. Who's a wrestling? So we got the AEW, uh, double or nothing pay per view in Las Vegas on Sunday. So this is Sunday, May 29th. It's AEW, okay. Mm -hmm. And there's some. So who, uh, yeah, who's fighting? There's some really good stuff here. We got Hangman Page, the champion, versus CM Punk. I um, know of CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Uh, CM Punk, funny enough, he's usually the Cage Fury commentator, but he won't he won't be this <laughs> he's weekend. Got to work. He's, he's got to work. Yep, that's yeah, what he got to work. He said, "I got uh, a second job. I got to be at <laughs> DNP work." Yeah, so that's gonna um, be good. I think people think CM Punk's gonna turn heel or something. Someone in chat said that, so mm. we'll see. Uh, we got Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Uh, Thunder Rosa looking cool in a red cowboy hat. I, like, I remember hat. Thunder Rosa from when we looked at the uh, <laughs> the rosters. For yeah, AEW. yep, yep. So uh, that should be a good fight. Um, but this is the one I'm most excited for right here. Oh, um, a lot of people on here. This is yeah. just a graphic. This, this is dude. They just, brought, just masterclass. Just man. killed it, right? Oh. oh. So, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I fucking I love Keith Lee. He is a monster. Swerve Strickland's a good name. <laughs> no, man. no hats allowed. No shorts. <laughs> nah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies free before ten. Two drink minimum. Um. <laughs> but um, they, they, this is, this is a triple triple threat tag match. Uh, the champs are Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and then the other people are Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And I think who's in the mask there? Luchasaurus. Yeah, that's Luchasaurus. Yeah, I think they're called. I forget what they're called. Um, 
the, the Jungle Boys or something. Some Jura Jurassic Saurus or something like that. Do they they're, stink? Because nope, it looks nope. like a stinky gimmick. They're the champions, <laughs> surprisingly. Okay. Oh, okay. But hey, shows what I know. I, I don't know if they're going to drop the belts, but I would love to get the belts on Keith Lee because Keith Lee's cool. I need some Swerve Strickland. That's just very much a, a not retired police chief. We need you for one last <laughs> score. Why me? Because you're the best, Strickland. Are you kidding me? Your name This is Sunday. <laughs> MJF. Okay. Yeah, so this one's been... They've been building this up for months now. Wardlow, he used to be, like, the bodyguard, like, for MJF. Like, he would always fight his battles for him. Now they're fighting mm. each other. So Ooh. Wardlow's, like, a star. He's, like, the next man up. Like, he could be Brock Lesnar tier if he wanted to be, so... Wait, he used to be the security guard. Yeah, he was like his, like okay. his, his body. So he, so it's his turn now. Yeah, always stand behind MGF and like just play tough, you know. Got you. Okay. And then this is the last one I want to talk about. We got the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. They put on some that, awesome matches, so this should be awesome. That's not the hard. That's not Matt and Jeff Hardy. Oh, that's Matt and Jeff Hardy. I simply don't believe that's you. Matt and those Jeff men, Hardy. Those men must be fifty years old. They they might they might jump off off the top of the building and do something. Who knows? They they might jump off the top of an airplane. Who are the young bucks? They don't look very young. So the young bucks. Yeah. At what point do the young bucks have to change their name just to the bucks? <laughs> the middle aged bucks. Uh... So, so, so I think the young bucks are like considered like one of the they were voted the best tag team in the world like multiple years in a row. They're from like what nineteen seventy two to nineteen seventy six. They are pretty <laughs> old. But I think that's part of their gimmick, you know? It's like they're old guys, but they act like they're still, like, in their 20s, you know? I bet they got a huge fan base. <laughs> that's I kind of like, gimmick. I'm these guys, man. I be acting young. I be acting... <laughs> yeah, that's what I do with the cool kids. But I'm yeah, a young buck. Yeah, the young bucks are cool. They're, they're like, they're heels, I think. They put, like, I've seen them put, like, uh, spike. Like, they'll put knee pads on with spikes all over them and then do, like, knee people that's... with it. No, that is that's not permitted. That's dirty pool school. It is. It is not allowed. Jim Ross, he's always like, "By God, by God, why are they doing that?" <laughs> yeah, we got to get uh, Grom to help us comb through all this because I'm still on the fact that. Can we, how old are the Hardy brothers? Look how old the Hardy brothers. They um, got forty eight and forty six. I'm gonna say the little brother probably like forty six. Forty four. Wrestling was like one of those things that you just like you can't do it that long or because it's just like so you take such a beating that it's like you, you only got 20 years in the game before you have to get out you would think so but the hardy brothers been jumping off of ladders and cages my whole life they're proving me very wrong <laughs> yeah matt hardy 47 jeff 44 and i'm guessing they're yeah, like you said they're still oh. the hardy brothers right like they're you don't you don't tone that down I, like, hey, we, we can't be the wild guys anymore I'm pretty sure they had a spot very recently where the um, the people had to tell them, "Hey, you guys, that's a little dangerous. We're gonna reel that back a bit." So, your guys' insurance is killing us. Um, okay, Hardy Brothers, mm -hmm. Edge Forty Eight, Ray Mysterio Forty Seven. Yeah, you do. Ric Flair is about to wrestle again. Ah, oh, come on. He said like he got 80. doctor permission to wrestle. He said who's a doctor? He said he's found doctors. There were multiple doc. The WWE doctors don't want to clear him, but he said he's found his own doctors that will. So, what? I, who are these doctors? 
<laughs> Dr. Kevorkian? Who, who the fuck cleared Ric Flair's old ass to be wrestling? Last He's 73. Match. Let's see if we can do this. Um, Wait, Flair won't face Hogan in his top last match. Will come off the top rope? Brother. Brother, he's Is like it? he's like 90. He's 73 years. He's going to hit that and it's gonna take I him think. to the top rope. <laughs> yeah, an elevator. <laughs> a forklift uh, lifts his britches up and gets him on the top rope. Last match, July 31st in Nashville. He has not wrestled since 2011. Come on. Brother, brother Flair, what do you have to do? Why do yeah, you... Dr. Oz was the one. Uh... Uh... They're going to slap him on his chest. It's just going to split his skin apart. Just split that, that, that old skin apart. He's gonna yeah, was, he's gonna break a hip. He's gonna break a hip. It was it was Vince with a stethoscope. He sounds good to me, uh, <laughs> Doctor McMahon. Uh, he found somebody with an honorary doctor. He found like Stevie Wonder or some shit. Because there's no way a doctor like tested. Roof. No, you you no you you can do this. Yeah, like Boiler, you can find a doctor to declare you anything. He said he I, had a heart attack and almost died. Yeah. Didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> uh, that's how you beat. He's like, well, you didn't die. You beat my physical. Jim Crockett um, Promotions. Wait, so this isn't even WWE. This is Jim Crockett <laughs> Promotions. Who's that? I think we need some Jim Crockett information. Who is Jim Crockett? The Nash. Oh, wait. He began his wrestling. Oh, centerpiece of the National Wrestling Alliance as world champion. Oh, so I guess that is a serious thing, I guess? See? See? He suffers from a heart condition and suffered kidney failure after having a piece of his bowel removed in 2017. Hey, that was five years ago. Move on. He He was only 68 then. Who's gonna fight? Like, who was he fighting? Classy Freddie Black, like he got to fight somebody else. Also, <laughs> that old gorgeous uh, George. Uh, specifics of the match are not yet known, though many matches involving aging former stars are held as a six as a tag team or six man matches where others can do the majority mm. of lifting. There we go. That's the rub. Uh, he's just gonna come in once everyone's on the ground. Yep. Yeah, come in and uh, you dance around a little bit. Get on the mic beforehand. And pro- do the pin. Whoever went, like, Ric Flair's going to get the pin. And, hmm. Flair, last storyline was getting lacy. Yeah, isn't Flair He's bad canceled. guy allegation? Yeah, isn't Flair canceled? I was going to say. He's got a whole Dark Side of the Ring episode after him, doesn't he? Like the airplane Ooh, incident? I oh, I haven't seen Flair's one. Oh, really? Um, Should we look it up? Oh, man. I'm, I They already did the new, because I... I think I watched the first season of Dark Side, he's and probably, it was tremendous. He's probably got a canceled section on his... Uh, yeah, he has to. Here it is, Plane Ride from Hell. This is it right here. Oh, no. Um, bro, the Plane Ride from Hell has its own Wikipedia? Oh, God. Yeah, so, yeah, he's very, very healthier, Ric Flair. Flair part, infamous 2002 Plane Ride from Hell. Flair was accused of wearing a signature wrestling robe while naked and forcing a female flight attendant, Heidi Doyle, to touch his penis. Yikes. She would later sue the WWE. The case was settled out of court. However, Flair did not face any punishment from WWE. 
Numerous people who were on the flight at the time, including Tommy Dreamer and Jim Ross, spoke about the incident on yeah, the dark side of the ring in 22. Oh, yeah, I got me a new new season of Dark Side uh, to watch. Flair released a statement after the episode aired nine allegations. <laughs> he was also removed from the WWE's intro signature afterwards. Yikes. Yeah, no, that it's not good. It's not good. Grum so, says yeah. there's multiple plane rides from hell. Wow. Click on the click on the one with the article. Um like what, what's the head article from Plane Rides of Hell? This is oh, this is it says a series of incidents. Wow. Multiple plane but, rides? But, but what's the main go to the very top? What's the what's the main page this is on? Is this still just Ric Flair or what? No, this is about insurrection two thousand two. Uh multiple pl- the plane rides from hell charter plane including an open bar uh okay hold on a series of events occurred yeah, blah 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 yeah many of the wrestlers indulged this led to many incidents including physical altercation and the sexual harassment of two female flight attendants scott hall who had a history of alcoholism although he did not have a match in pay-per-view he did interfere in a match and he did perform in the house shows in addition to pranking other wrestlers with shaving cream, he said sexually vulgar things to do it before passing out. Kurt Hennig, known for being a prankster, also pranked wrestlers with the shaving cream, <laughs> including Brock Lesnar, which, caused, which resulted in a shoot fight that almost caused them to accidentally open the plane's emergency exit. Wow. What is a shoot fight? Guns? No, 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 that? no. That means an uh, actual fist fight. They're actually hitting each other. I've never heard it called a shoot fight. Wow. Uh, and they would have just flown out the top of the damn plane. Wow. This is Gold Dust also said vulgar things later got in the PA system and started to sing a song to his ex-wife, Terry. Oh my lord, who was also on. Additionally, Rick Flair exposed himself to both flight attendants, allegedly grabbed their hands, had them touch his private parts. Flair denied the allegate or the accusations. Both Hall and Henning were fired following the event. Gold Dust and Flair were reprimanded. Jesus Christ. Now, I need to, I might watch that dark side this weekend. Chad says they found used needles in the plane after it ended. Gee. Who thought this was a good Vince McMahon, I'm sure. We'll put them all there, Austin. On a plane. Um, mm, no, that's not good. Something else. Arthur Smith. Uh, speaking of not good things. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, got some takes. Yeah, he did. He has got some takes. We have a full statement. Everyone yesterday in chat, they were clamoring. They said, how does head coach Smith feel? How does head coach Arthur Smith feel? How does head coach Arthur Smith feel? We'll wait no further. Full statement. Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith on Thursday regarding is it Yavalde? I've still never heard. I don't. I can't watch the videos. Is it Yavalde? Uvalde? Yeah. Yavalde school shooting. This is Arthur Scoob. Can you give me some Arthur Smith? Oh, I don't know what he sounds like. I, 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 I mean, he probably I don't know if it matters. We probably, never know what anybody sounds. I like. I think he just sounds exactly <laughs> like I sound. To be honest, <laughs> I well, I'd hope you're not saying these sorts of things. Uh, Arthur Smith says, "I'm not going to get." into some political rant. Part of me thinks our political process is broken. Again, these are regarding the Uvalde school shooting. I'm not going to get in some political rant. Part of me thinks our political process is broken. 
on both sides. It has been hijacked, in my opinion, by extremists. One of three. I think there's a lost art to compromise. I'm an independent thinker. Appreciate everyone's opinion. There's a lost art to debate, but I'm going to stay out of the political debate. Because that's not why I'm concerned. It's more as a parent, father, husband, son, two out of three. A concerned citizen. I believe in the people of this country, and I think it's a shame that the leaders, and I don't care about your politics, that you can't find a compromise uh, solution to keep military-grade assault weapons out of the hands of mentally ill people. Three of three. He said politics a lot for a guy that said he was not going to get into a political rant, school. I think he could have just said the last line and been fine, you know? I think he could have just said, man, I think that's terrible. Yeah. He it did. is a tough look. Hey, listen. About the elementary school shooting, hey, both sides need to improve. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's this is the so son weird. of a billionaire speaking. When you remember that his father started FedEx. I saw that the Falcons donated money after this statement. At least they did that. I, I was like, uh, how about you don't say any more thing, author? Right. We've, there's a lost art to compromise. We're talking about school shootings, author. What are we compromising? What am I missing here? I can agree with him that there's a a political system is broken, but it's like you can't be like both sides are very good, but we need to come to a compromise where one side is completely unwilling to compromise. Like on this issue, there is not a both sides. There's a one side is clearly just not willing. You want a hamburger or a hot dog, man? We can compromise. This does not feel like a compromise. You want Coke or Sprite? Wait, we can talk it through. Um. But author's an independent thinker. Libertarian. He doesn't, he doesn't subscribe uh, to our uh, our PC vibe. So that's the leader of the Falcons. You guys see the Yankees and Rays last night with their like social media posts? Yeah, uh, I didn't know what what uh, what happened there. They basically decided instead of doing anything about the game to only tweet like uh, statistics and stuff about kind of the impact of gun violence, um, hmm. which was definitely like more bold of a take than I was expecting the New York Yankees and uh, Tampa Bay Rays to take. But it was uh, interesting and definitely got some some fine folks, uh, some stick to sports folks uh, really upset. But um, no, not them. Uh, it was a new um, approach from sports teams that I was like, not really did not anticipate. I don't know what exactly it's going to do because it, it feels like at this point people are so dug in, in their opinions that like, if the shooting itself didn't get you uh, to like, think a certain way, I don't know if the Yankees tweeting about it, it's going to change your mind, but um, it was, I think it was just cool to see teams who generally, I feel like Trump want to stay out of politics or any sort of issues uh whatsoever to like actually try and try and do something i, I, yeah, appreciate, I appreciate an attempt yes in lieu of game coverage and in collaboration with the tampa bay rays we'll be using our channels to offer facts about the impacts of gun violence the devastating events that have taken place in uvalde buffalo and countless other communities across our nation of tragedies that are intolerable the thing i want like as fender said the rays can do this all they want social media team 
and he says they donated 65k to the GOP. So it's one of those like, listen, you can tweet what you want. These are for going to the owners of these or the billionaires that own this. Where's their money going? Because that tells you that's going to tell you how they really feel about this. Yeah, so this is a I would this is a nice like I don't want to downplay this, but and and I mean the Yankees literally employ Araldus Chapman who threatened his girlfriend with a gun. So like. I mean, it it right. kind of falls on dead ears at that point, but appreciate the gesture. But it's I mean, yeah, it's a nice own, gesture. Your own team employs it, so it's it's. But it's also like you know what it it's it stinks that it had to get to this. It stinks that it had to get to uh, Quinta Brunson of mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. was posted. Like people have sent her email. Like, can y'all? Uh, hey, the happy show y'all got about black children in a black school on ABC. Could y'all do a, a school shooting episode? Mm-hmm. And it's like we got to come down on Quinta Brunson and the Yankees because the people who are supposed to come down, like I think it's like I don't want to say it comes from a good place, but it's like people don't know what the fuck else to do, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think Quinta Brunson handled it about as well as she could. Like people fucking crazy. You want me to do an ep like that that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Ask ask your congressperson this. Don't ask me to to do that. Like again, people can't have no type of get away from all this kind of stuff so a nice gesture like a nice gesture um you know i guess i'd like to see a little bit more yeah they need to like shun if marco rubio tries to show up to a game you either shun him or you let him in and you put him on the big screen to be booed like it feels like there needs to be much more aggressive than merely kind of tweeting out statistics like not letting the people directly responsible for inaction just get by like get off like i want you to at the the republican senators and like not let them in yankee stadium anymore right because that's the like is it going to be this and then whoever is making to throw out the first pitch next week and wear the jersey and go up in the booth and all that and it's like oh so these tweets really were just for the tweets like oh that was that was cool um i got if you pull up it's a, I think, Chicago-based story. Scoop, I think I sent it today yeah. and probably a couple of days ago. I misspoke the other day. The other day when we were talking about this, I said, I said, it's like, man, it's like nobody's doing anything. And I misspoke. There are people doing, it's not the people that you would want to do something, like, you know, the government, or like the government. But I did, I saw this, and this one Quinta Brunson posted. It says, a West Side neighborhood in Chicago sees a 58% drop in shootings thanks to violence prevention programs. And I think where I miss far off, like nobody's doing anything, but like a, a problem this severe, it's gonna take lots of people doing lots of things. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna have to make it not as easy to get a gun. We have, a, I think I saw there are, I don't know how many hundred million more guns than people mm-hmm. in the United States. So there's that. And then on this side, like you have to help what you can help. These people are helping. They have a program and they reach out to people. They're trying to get it from the other side. Who are the people that would be most likely to use a gun or to have one used against them? Why are they in that position? So they're finding people that have been impacted, like multiple arrests, multiple incarcerations, uh, unstable housing. These are the things that tend to lead. And I'm sure Jam can speak to some of this. These things lead to that cycle, right? Like a cycle where you're in and around crime and violence and scroll down a little bit because they've got some numbers just on like what kind of effect 
that had, man. Let me see. Yeah, 57% drop in shooting. You can keep scrolling. Uh, 57% drop in shooting. One in particular. Here we go. Uh, the ready participants. Red, that's the program. Ready participants. So the people they identify to come into this program are 45 times more likely to be shot. 45 times more likely to be shot. Nearly all have been arrested, more than half been incarcerated, at least 60% housing insecure, which all makes them more likely to be impacted by violence. Now, again, it's like, is this gonna, type of stuff going to stop Uvalde? Sadly, no. Sadly, no. But I said nobody was doing anything, and I misspoke, because they're clearly doing something right. Um, so here, yeah, rate of being shot drops 90% going through this program. Their arrest rate, 63% lower. So if you're, we're trying to control it from the, the, the people side, before we even get to the guns and how many it is and how easy it is. And again, yeah, how easy it is, how quickly you can get one. So there are people working for that side. What are, what are they I, doing in the program? Just like giving them basic services and things like that, treating them with dignity? Yeah, it's it's the craziest thing, Jim. It's some new uh, 2022 type stuff. Yes, yeah, so and not only do we help them heal and reframe their thinking, we give them a chance to earn income, support themselves and their family, pursue skills, trainings with economic opportunity. Because again, a lot of this stems from people that don't have economic access. opportunities for economic. Yeah, access. They don't have growth. Like growth is just not really a thing for them. And so you end up with a life of crime. You know what I'm saying? Like Grum says Camden, like places are doing the work. Now, again, not the legislation that we need and deserve to get, but people are trying. And I think it's worth noting because, again, this, this solution, God forbid we ever get one, is going to take a lot from everybody, I think. So I did want to highlight them. Um, so interesting read i would recommend like if you've got some if anybody's got some time reading through it just the kind of things they're doing they're not but the I, only yeah. ones there's definitely like definitely community organizations um mutual aid organizations violence prevention organizations that do stuff like this in kind of all over they just don't get the mm -hmm. kind of the, the publicity because somewhat like do someone committing a crime is obviously much more of a news headline than like just less crime happening but right really, like i think people don't really understand that when like a, a defund the police argument is not necessarily a reflection of the police. Like, I mean, obviously it is, but it's like, we need to fund stuff like this where it's like right. addressing root causes and like the most logical place to that stuff to come from is police funding. But it's like right. things like this happens all over the place. And it's like the root addressing the root causes, addressing housing conditions, addressing economic opportunities is like, has always shown to be the most effective way to reduce crime specifically violent crime and it's whether it's just like changing a vacant lot into a like a park or mm -hmm. just making like places more livable everything is more effective than more police officers and so right and that's the thing it's like man oh man we're not we're, i said also misspoke i said we're not trying anything we're trying something we're trying to keep giving the police more money that's what we're trying that's and it is not working that's so wild about this recent shootings and you're here seeing all this new information over the next couple of days about how the police just really didn't do anything for like an hour. Uh, they, and the Supreme court has found this multiple times. They have no obligation to protect you. And so like, never says, have. <laughs> they never have. It says protect and serve on their the side of their cars. It, uh, 
says that in quotes because it is uh, purely sarcastic. <laughs> it was a damn joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they have no obligation to do anything, and it's kind of wild where it's like we expect them to be this like proactive, preventative force, but really like the sole job of police, at least in my mind, and um, you know, I like I've studied. I have a master's degree in crime basically and I'm currently in law school. So I'd like to think I know a thing about it, but the only mm. purpose of police is to do retroactive investigation of violent crime. Like and even they're not that damn good at that either. No, they're bad. Like, the, like, no part of it is, ma is matching up. But that is like their, their purest thing. That's like where I, I like someone who's like tried to like deal with like, like prison abolition and things like that. And like, I don't think there's a world where we can completely get rid of the police because I do think like, you know, people who do violent crime should be brought to justice. And I, but like, that's their sole role and everything we else to do to make them be a proactive preventative force just ends up in more harm. And we saw that with like okay. this thing where it's like, they were trained to be these like SWAT people and to do everything down. But what they actually ended up doing was just like arresting parents or tasing parents who are trying to like go after their It kid. was one of those like, like just, Reading the parts that came out, because I again could not get through the four. It's like this, this cannot be real, man. Like a story of a mother. I think said they, I don't know if they tackled her, they arrested her or something. They are, they arrested her, uh, and then like eventually let her go, and she like was able to climb a fence and hop in yeah. and like get her. Here we child. go. But, like the that's fact just like that a, like what? No obligation to go in and do anything, and it's like why are we funding them so much if they're not going to be safety and in fact they're they're going to do harm they're going to harm the they're the going to parent. actively hurt the yeah they act somebody said in chat they actively hurt the situation again this one once free a mom of two children at uvalde was put in handcuffs after urging police and law enforcement to enter school once free from her cuffs she jumped the school fence ran inside and sprinted out with her kids and the quote from her the police were doing nothing and hey, it's a tough job. I'm not gonna spin it like it's not. Like it's, but you took it. Like that. Like that's literally why you were there. It's that's not literally why y'all get literally their obligation. Like they're literally they're trained. Right. Police training is to not engage if it at all risks the safety of the officer. Like the biggest training in most police thing is like you need to come home, and so you do whatever you can to come home. And it's just like so wild about how differently that kind of approach is taken because fearing for your lives is used as such a justification to shoot black people. But here, fearing for your life is a justification not to do anything dangerous to protect uh, elementary schoolers. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, it, it, you got to make it make sense. You got to make it make sense because it don't. I saw that too, Brett. Like, again, the clip, the stuff that's coming out, 11 year old girl had to lay for over an hour. And put some of her her deceased friend's blood on her to play for an hour. This situation went on for over an hour while it was parents outside, hysterical, rightfully hysterical. And yeah, LD they protect they're protecting and serving capital and property, not people, not so much. So I don't know, just just wildly disheartened. I saw another thing like it's been, you know, like shootings at subways, and it's like. Why are the police there? If the police are there and they can't, they're not preventing the shooting and the suspect is still getting away. Why are the, why are there so many police at these places and the crimes, the crimes they do come upon, the people seem to look only a certain way. How does that keep happening? And 
And any I don't know. proactive policing is just really not beneficial to anyone except the police and like those in power. It just doesn't it just results in more harm than it does good. It doesn't like necessarily reduce crime and it just creates a whole bunch of interactions that are extremely high with tension and jars are more likely for just fatal violence. And it's just so ingrained in what we do. It's super fucked up. Um, yeah. Like that's the, I, I think that's the wild part. And it's like, I'm thinking back to the, we we're talking capitalism the other day. I was like, this is what it goes back to. It's not me defending capitalism. Even if it sounds like that, it's literally the only system. I Like I just can't fathom something else outside of this. So it's like, again, when I first heard like, you know, the abolished prison it's like, wait, what? That's just how this goes. But it's, it is not working. What we have going is not working. But their funding goes up. The return on investment does not go up. But hey, at least they got some new tanks and shit to drive down the street and scare poor people. Have you watched uh, We Own This City at all? I have not. That's The Wire. It's the same guys um, who made The Wire. Um, it's like set in Baltimore based on a book, based on like an actual thing that happened. Um, it's like a six part miniseries on HBO. It's fantastic. I'm a I huge... hear. Yeah, I keep hearing about it. I keep I do keep hearing. And I know they got like a lot of like I see uh, like Marlo. Marlo's in um, it. Dookie. Dookie. Is in I saw it. I saw Jay Dookie now. Um, Rutchfield's in it. Uh a bunch of like random wire people. Uh, Poot is in it as a a, a narco, um, so that's fun. Oh, but it's like Poot was one of my favorite character on the wire. There you uh, far oh. left. There's old Poot uh, with the hat on. But so no, I, I have keep I keep hearing this. I do think I need. Oh, it's it's well worth it. It's one. It's like I actually read the book that's based off of. So it's like I don't know. I always liked the wire because I felt like it was uh, a very realistic portrayal of what's going on. But you go back and watch The Wire now, and it's like they're on pagers, and uh, like it just feels pretty dated. This is like a modern take on it that just shows like how messed up policing is, and how much they can like do act with impunity with regards to everything they're doing. Yeah, see, that's gonna piss me off, man. Oh, it's, <laughs> I don't it's know going, if I need to watch that right. It's going to piss you off. Like I understand if you don't <laughs> want to watch it now, but it's it's like I don't know. I, to me, it's just like a, a fascinating look at it. Um, and the guys from like The Wire, like obviously David Simon does a pretty damn good job of storytelling. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely on the list because I do keep hearing good things. Yeah, LD Point Man, LD said, truly our look on life in the world will uh, completely change once you familiarize yourself with the systems, ways of life outside capitalism. Can't recommend it enough, especially for black people. The thing is like I learned and then it's like, okay, now I know these other things exist, but I, we live in the capitalism. Like that's just what I go back to. The other options can be great. Are we gonna? How do we get those? That's and we can't even. Part is getting we like, can't even agree the, the to idea stop world. selling guns to people that don't like. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And that's what I go back to. So it's not a defense. I'm just like, what? What do you mean? Like other countries don't breathe oxygen? How do they breathe oxygen? That's how ingrained the shit is. It's like it's, it's all I know. Um, the thing about things like that, like prison abolition, is like a really tough idea to get. Like to comprehend is like, what do you mean we're not going to have prisons? But it's like, right. doesn't necessarily have to be the exact change, but it, it helps if that's the goal, because if then if right. that's the goal, you're always moving and always like the incremental progress you're making is always towards like that ideal version of things. And so I think you have to like have this dual, dual mind where you're like, that's the goal of this like ideal system. If we have to like, uh, 
constantly like move and get a little bit better moving towards that real just being being more pragmatic yeah and as one reason why i wanted to point out the you know the chicago one people said camden you said many like a lot of cities are doing a lot of people in a lot of cities are doing a lot of good work and they need your help like whatever it is like that's that's where you can help we can't change the laws or whatever but if a Chicago or a Camden or something's close to you, maybe you got a couple dollars to give. Maybe you got some type of resource or time. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the country on the whole, the people that are affected by it want to help. This is how we can help. The legislate, the voting shit. It, yeah, so we're, far, we're no good. Reliant on like all federal politics to do everything because that's like clearly a broken system. A lot of the stuff with the most impact takes place locally and like even just like mutual aid and like giving to uh kind of people in your local neighborhood is like probably yeah. the most Im impactful work goes on and just in terms of like actually changing things yeah so that i would encourage like look wherever you live it's somebody if it, it might be the biggest city in your state or the biggest city in the one in the neighboring state somebody doing some good work and they need your help uh because again we you can't ask a politician for a goddamn thing. So, again, we're clearly going to have to do it ourselves. And there are a lot of people doing that. Baby boy of the week. Baby boy of the week. Jam, it's time for baby boy of the week. I don't think we've ever went from gun control to... Uh... Baby boy of the week school. We're breaking some new ground. New territory. Breaking some new ground. I'm guessing it's not Bam and it's not Mitch McConnell. Oh, Kentucky grass. It will never be Mitch. Mc Look at me. It will never be Mitch McConnell. Bam. Maybe. Um, baby boys of the week. The University of Kentucky men's tennis team. Oh. Had to switch it up. I know Ryan Howard was lit. She's listening right now. Like she's going to say my name again. Not so fast. Not so fast. We're looking here. The Cats finished the season number two team in the country. Made it to the national championship, lost to Virginia, but best season in team history. And I found out, this is why I had to give it to the team and not the individuals. Gabriel Dialu made all SEC first team, all tournament team, made it to the Elite Eight in singles play. And he's a junior. He'll be back next year, school. Nice. The number four seed in the individual, the singles tournament, Liam Draxel, which I can't decide if it's fire name alert, but Liam Draxel. That sounds pretty strong. Kind of fire name alert. Um, was the four seed, had to retire his match due to injury. He's a junior. He'll be back next year, school. Yeah. So a team that went 19 and eight overall last year, seven and five in conference, this year goes 26 and eight. 10 and 2 in conference and brings back its two best players. <laughs> I'm just saying, that sounds like baby boys of the week uh certified to me. You're doing great, boys. And I had one quick one. If you pull up Reggie Warford real quick, gotta do a, a fly high, a RIP baby boy of the week. Reggie Warford passed, I think, yes, I believe it was yesterday, sometime this week. He was the first black player to graduate from the University of Kentucky. Now, everybody knows, like, Adolph Rupp, Rupp Arena, 
uh, infamous stories about his racism. When he when Joe B. Hall took over for Adolph Rupp, the first player he recruited was Reggie Warford. The first player he recruited was Reggie Warford. He came in, was on the, the NIT, they were NCAA runner. He went on to coach a number of teams. He coached the Globetrotters. Um, so there's that. Uh, but RIP, Reggie Warford, fly high, baby boy of the week. Um, a pioneer. RIP. What else we got heading into the weekend, boys? Oh, uh, I want to show this MLB The Show. I saw this really funny clip yesterday. Uh-oh. Uh, this was, uh, I'm assuming this guy's a streamer somewhere. Uh, it was Blade Mist, but this clip was so funny. Let's see. Right back up the middle. What the hell was that? What? There's no way he teleported over it. I refuse to believe. What happened here? Really We're looking at the uh, flip at side reverse. What? The, what? <laughs> what a second baseman just does a full uh pussy on, on the ground slip uh type of split and the sideways uh, moonwalk <laughs> for no reason to flex really to flex so, yeah, uh, just a quick splits uh i've been makes I, the play i've been cracking up at this all all night i mean <laughs> This is definitely like the exact type of thing that would piss you off on the show. And, I don't know what I would do and, if I got thrown out. Like uh, I got doubled up, and because this will happen the last hit, the last out of the game, right? <laughs> you got two men on with two outs. Like, man, I think I can. If I can just keep it going, nope. Uh, Jose Altuve wants to do the splits. <laughs> get he busting it wide open to get the ball. That's hustle, okay. The game would be better if every big man could do the splits like this. The split was wildly unnecessary, Lynn. It could not have been less net. Look at this. That's full extension, school. He's like, he's deep. He got deep in the ground he's, with it. Listen, his core is on the ground. Jam, can you do that? Uh, after maybe some stretching, but I couldn't turn two afterwards. So I'd just be staying on the ground. But Jam's like, no, I actually used to be a gold medal. Uh, I cannot believe how thick this man is. Who is this second baseman? Dude, who? I don't even know. Then he gloves it. Oh, why think... did they even program that into the game? Like, Why, why, is, it, it, why is that an option? Has this ever came up in real baseball? It's like, oh, man, that guy hit a full split, <laughs> hopped up, and, made, and, <laughs> and turned two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm completely glossing over the moonwalk. I can't get over the split. Uh... <laughs> I, I just didn't tear a single muscle. No, no. I mean, he's got his whole, he's got everything in the dirt. Oh, there's the moonwalk. Boop, boop, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, that's some uh, smooth criminal. Beautiful. Now, I know how to do that. Let me tell you, fellas. Like, that one, that was That, I believe. <laughs> yeah, no, I could try. The, the splits does not track. Moonwalking jam. I get the old, the old split and slide. It's a textbook play. Six, like four, three. I like that you fellas have come around now. I just had to say that I could do the splits before I could say I could dance. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure Jam can dance now. Right. <laughs> Can't do the splits. <laughs> That's preposterous. Um, first mates can do it a lot. I feel like they do it, again, when it's necessary for the play. You know what I'm saying? Like the first, the first, he stretched never, out they to never do it like this. They never yeah, you know really what I mean? sideways like starfish. The first, man, I remember when I played baseball, I played 
I think I was seven years old and we had a first baseman. He could do this. Like he would do it like this unnecessarily. Just he first play. Base, he, it, it was just one of like, like, come on, come on. Yeah. The guy out by a mile, bam, you know, you were getting that split, but he could do it. We won the championship, man. That guy grew up to be Albert Pujols. When I played baseball, I'll, I'll never forget my buddy. He once he threw the ball and I was playing first base and like I don't know what happened. It just flew right past my glove and hit me right in the forehead. Oh. And everyone was like freaking out. They were like, "Oh my god, is that kid all right?" And I was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> That's when they put Scoob in the outfield. Uh, I actually do think I got moved to left field after that happened. <laughs> They're just like, "Hey, at that age, nobody can hit it that far. Just, uh, <laughs> just hope for the best." But th- look at the the genuine shock on our streamer's face. <laughs> He's so mad. I'd be furious. This is me on 2K when legit the other day I pump fake blow past Hassan Whiteside, but he does like the four four steps in one second to come up and block me. Oh yeah. I said, man, it's Hassan Whiteside. He's playing back up on the Spurs now, man. That's not how this goes. Bender said it happened to a kid. Yeah, did you lose 12 teeth, school? No, I was fine. I, I stayed in the game. I got hit in the head with that ball, and I stayed in the game. I was fine. <laughs> you, you, weren't like the, you weren't like today's NBA. Oh, give me that James Worthy. Let's close on that James Worthy. Mm, mm-hmm. You weren't like these today's player school. All they do is do the splits, field ground ball, chew snuff, and line. Put um, hair gel in their hair and <laughs> slick it put, back. <laughs> wear chain on their neck, unbutton their top button. Eat hot chip. Um, Lakers let James Worthy. This came up because James Worthy yesterday said all NBA players do now is practice threes and get tattoos and tweet, which he fucking fried him, man. Come on. Brandon Ingram got to be like, hey, come on, bro. Tatum got a lot of ink. Tatum's like, hey. Um, But what you may not know, Lakers legend James Worthy won late to an NBA game after being arrested for soliciting prostitution and bailing himself out of jail. He's resourceful. He played in the game that night, school. (laughs) (laughs) He scored 24 points. Innocent till proven guilty, man. He was fired up. He had reason to to be. He said, yeah, man, I ain't get to get my rocks off, man. Somebody finna get 20 and 10. Uh... Yeah, it says during the yeah, Lakers trip to Houston, Worthy was arrested on two counts. Two counts, school. He went down the block and tried again. <laughs> they said Worthy wanted the double team, school. How um, damn bad is a professional NBA player? <laughs> like, I mean, he was in Houston, man. Come on, Jam. You should have saw him. You should see Houston, you know. What year is this? He should have been had many like, uh, acquaintances in Houston by this point. Like, well, he should have this is ni- Yeah, 1990. I don't know if Magic was still on that kind of vibe. This Maybe. is after a decade of playing. He doesn't have any any known contacts in Houston. Listen, maybe these were his known contacts. Now they feds. That's how it be. Your old hoes turn into police. This is a story as old as time. Um, yeah, scroll, the four then bailed himself out. Um, yeah, scroll. This is here scroll. This is like some of his history. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. November 1990, Lakers took an ordinary trip to Houston, square off against the Rockets. James Worthy, however, found himself in the news for an off-court matter. According to an L.A. Times report, Worthy was arrested Thursday afternoon 
Two counts of solicitation of prostitution was jailed hours before the team's game. Spokesman for the Houston Police Department, uh, according to a spokesman, the NBA star contacted an escort service that was being monitored and arranged the transaction. See, this tells me this was his reg- This was his go-to. Yeah. This was my Houston He movie. got caught in a sting operation. Yeah. When asked about the incident after that night's game, Worthy didn't have much to add. Well, at this point, I really don't have anything to say about it, Worthy told the media. What the most say, common yeah, thing to say... The most common thing to say is no comment. Worthy bailed himself out of jail and still suited up for the L.A. Lakers that night. 20 and 10. Paid the $500 bail. And again, in 1990, that was like $7 million school. Worthy just had half a billion on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, was released at 710. The Ford rushed to the arena, joining his teammates for the second quarter. He apparently received quite the, this is in Houston now, received quite the ovation when he entered the game and according to basketball reference game logs, scored 24 points to help the Lakers earn the win. Well, he was helping local business. That's why he got the ovation. I mean, I think that's what he, that's how he should have got off. He's like, man, I'm trying to keep this, uh, this small town Houston going. <laughs> um, so salute to James Worthy, uh, Stimulating the economy, stimulating the Houston economy since 1990. But he did fry in current NBA players. There, there's no way around that. Yeah, if they weren't too busy getting tattoos and yeah. uh, soliciting <laughs> prostitutes, maybe they'd have a better game quality. These NBA playoffs would be closer. I agree. Listen, James Worthy has a finals MVP. Staff he also doesn't. has, you know, two counts of soliciting prostitutes on the resume, but that don't come with a trophy. Don't ask me how I know. Um, That'll do it for this week. That'll do it for this week. Feel like we covered a lot. Had a long, long week for this country, man. And I say that not uh, any kind of hyperbole. So I'm thankful to everyone in here. Thankful to chat. Thankful to Jam, who found some time to drop by with the Celtics up 3-2. Um, Thankful to school for oh, pushing up. You saw me in chat when I was <laughs> when I when the Celtics were winning. You, I had multiple fuses. Several times in chat. Um, thank you to school <laughs> for pushing our buttons. Uh, everybody in chat, y'all be safe. Memorial Day weekend, so uh, a long one. Be safe. We'll see everybody here on Monday. <laughs>